1: I know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're a idiot. But that's the evidence in the car!
2: But I was going to Tosche Station to pick up
0: some power converters.
2: Always oh, like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. You know, it's been a little while since you've heard us talk a WWE pay-per-view, and there's a good reason for that. The product was a living embodiment of the Al Snow, Big Bossman, Hell in a Cell match, objectively horrible and <laughs> rightly forgotten. However, with the unexpected departure of he who shan't to be named and with Triple H at the creative helm, things have been trending upwards enough that your humble idiotic servants decided to plunk down some cash, re-up their peacock, re-up their peacocks, oh my gosh. I would just leave this in because this is great. Like, he can't say Peacock. (laughs) Re-up their Peacock subscription and sit down for some post-Thanksgiving mayhem. And we're here to talk it all through in this episode 119 Survivor Series War Games pay-per-view review. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who once upon a time could have told you the main event of any pay-per-view from the last 20 years by memory... He has been my partner in ADC for almost two decades and is always ready for the hot tag. I give you the man they call Ted.
0: Greetings and salutations, my friend. And it wasn't just the main events. It was the the lineage of the world title from the mid-80s to probably the late 90s before it all just was like a hot potato that got handed around. Yeah, before there was like
2: a title change every other week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's easy to say what the lineage is from the mid-80s, like Hogan, Hogan that like one day with Andre Hogan, yep, yep, <laughs> warrior. Yep.
0: I mean, eh. well, that's what made it easy. You you had longer term champions. And then when you got very into true. the late nineties and early two thousands, then, then, yeah, it was like some, you know, like combination of rock triple H Austin, Austin, Foley, rock, Foley rock, you know, I mean, it was just like- yeah.
2: <laughs> very, very true. Very, very, very true.
0: Oh, uh, it became too confusing to follow.
2: Yes, and you know what? We all run out of memory. Sometimes the filing cabinet's just full, man. That's just Indeed. all. It's nothing else going to cram in there.
0: How are you, no, sir. sir?
2: How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing all right. I almost drowned in my own spit during that inf- uh, introduction again. I'm dealing uh. with a head cold since, like, Friday or Saturday because my kid had a head cold. So, therefore, I'm just bound The weirdest thing is, okay, so... When we go back into uh, you know, the hot and heavy days of COVID, my my daughter and my wife both tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. We were living in like an eleven hundred square foot house. Like mm-hmm. there was no separating. And by the time they tested positive, I'm like, I have been so exposed to this point, it's not even funny. I managed to dodge the COVID bullet when it was in my house. A head cold, mm. oh man, it just Gloms onto me like like freaking white on rice, just like ah. And so I, I've been a snot fountain for like the past couple of days. Oh boy, kind of getting over the hump. I'm planning on after this show taking a a hefty shot of Nyquil and uh, gotcha. Oh, you know, singing the Dennis Leary Nyquil jingle as I drift off into dreamland. Man, <laughs> but aside from all of that, uh, doing pretty good. Doing That's pretty good. Good.
0: Capital N, small Y. Big old big,
2: Q. Big F and Q. <laughs> Nyquil, 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 we love you, you giant F and Q. Oh, what a great bit. What a great bit. I've got bit. that routine in my head. It just, oh, yeah. It, it's there forever now. Oh, yeah. I mean, no no useful information, but, you know, I've got that at least. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about Survivor Series uh, 2022 uh, war games, ladies and gentlemen. The, the inaugural, I mean, who knows if this will be the... The gimmick going forward if it is i'm kind of all in favor it
0: should be i i mean goodness gracious what what an event
2: yeah yeah so i mean we will talk about that however before that we need to get into uh, some things that are happening this is for all of you non wrestling fans although we do encourage you to hang <laughs> around for the rest of this there will be jokes well, you know let's, let's just say that right up front <laughs> there will be jokes have jokes however. we'll travel but we want to make sure we cover what, what little news is going on in the world besides mm-hmm. Survivor Series. But uh, we got that all in a segment called The Week in Geek. Geek. Is- So funky. So, what have we got this episode, sir? Uh,
0: our first weekend geek item uh, actually is a little bit off the beaten path. Not Marvel, not Star Wars, not technical in nature or computer in nature. It is a little something from all of our collective past. And 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 if it doesn't quite uh, hit your particular past, then I highly encourage you check it out. But it is uh, the sequel, if you will, to the classic christmas movie a christmas story which apparently is called a christmas story christmas so now just to be clear there actually was
2: a sequel to a christmas story there is there is a movie called a christmas story 2 oh out there look at you with see i,
0: I always learn something new from you sir and, and you
2: can probably find it in your local walmart discount bin for like probably. a buck 99 it Jeez. it just looks horrific i don't think anybody from the original movie was in it it's yeah. just it's one of those things where it's like just forget it ever happened. Yeah, you know, it's like the movie Titanic Two. Just don't, just don't. And yes, there was a Titanic Two movie, just in case you were wondering. Really? Yeah, it's it's it was a um, it was made by that same studio that did the movie that we did the commentary track to that is now in the vault oh. and and will never be released because I don't believe either one of us were like compass mentis by the end of that <laughs> because we. <laughs> We had to medicate in order to get through that. And by the oh, end, I think wow. we both messed up our dosage something fierce.
0: I think we were deep in the throes of COVID at that point, too. We were like locked oh, yeah. in our, our respective dungeons. And yeah, it was oh like gosh.
2: quarantine, depression, plus just, you know, Holy it was, moly. it turned they, into like
0: they did a Titanic too.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same. Oh my same, gosh. Uh, studio because it's the same shady dodgy effects but anyways i just wanted to clarify Crazy. this is not a sequel it's kind of more like a, a reunion if yes. you would yes <laughs> which has been very popular over the last couple of years
0: well and, and peter billingsley who plays ralphie uh yes. has gone on the record saying that this has been in the works for quite some time because they wanted to get it right they mm-hmm. they wanted to get the right story they wanted to get the right you know, really kind of like, I appreciate that they're trying to honor, you know, and, and, you know, I got to tip my cap to them. It's, it's a tall order, when you're trying to follow something that is you know really considered a staple uh you know comfort food for the holidays classic kind of movie like mm-hmm. ralphie in a christmas story uh yep. so uh so yeah so what i thought we would do is uh, the trailer came out a week or two ago and just thought we would do as we have done for marvel and and uh well really marvel uh, <laughs> is watch the trailer <laughs> Wow, we're really pulling out all the stops and originality here. I know. Well, I, I guess we have done it for Star Wars, too. But, you know, Star Wars shows are, are kind of, uh, you know, few and far between. And, you know, True. And there and, everywhere, True. So. And, uh, and
2: so we're going to pull this out for the the movie, which goes back to our days as roommates in college. Yes. Where, where Tim disbelieved, had, had the temerity, the audacity to mm-hmm. doubt me mm-hmm. when I told him, he turns, this, he turns on the TV. We're heading towards Christmas, and it was at a time when – I don't even think it was the last – it wasn't even like the day before Christmas. This was like the week before Christmas when TBS would run this. It was like one or two years where they ran it for almost a week before Christmas, I swear, a couple days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Tim turns on the TV. He's like, hey, look, a Christmas story. I'm like, yeah, they're playing it 24 hours. No, they're not. Later <laughs> on, about three hours later, like, hey, it's on again. I'm like, I told you they're running it 24 hours a day. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, later on that night, turns and I was like, hey, it's on again. I'm like, I know
0: it's on again. <laughs> my God, have a beer and pass out, would you uh,
2: please? Yeah. And he finally believed me after like the fourth time he saw it in in the span of like 12 hours. He's like, well, maybe he's right. That's funny. That's <laughs> now, funny. that being said, this was also at the time when he had to come pick my ass up at the bar on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. there's good reason why he's like, hey, he doesn't have any brain cells left. The hell does he know? However, it, I, I did happen to be right in that one instance.
0: You did, and and lest we not forget, whenever Uncle Todd uh, scores a W on the "Am I Right or Wrong" game, he does not let us forget it. Oh no, I will beat that sucker right <laughs> into the ground. <laughs>
2: I will. I will drive it into the ground, and then I will dig around <laughs> that stake so that I can beat it further into the ground. Yes, you're correct, sir. Uh, it's
0: like, get back here. We're not done yet.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I need. I need to shine on me for a little more.
0: Whoa, 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 player. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now I can either whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! One of these days, we will have uh, Charles Wright on the show. I, I that is like one of my dreams to have have the OG Godfather on the show. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that would take, but you know, maybe we can take up a collection, pass the hat, or something. I don't know. Indeed, indeed. Anyway, so we are. I completely lost a train of thought of what we were doing. We're going to watch a, a Christmas Story Christmas in real trailer, time. correct? Yes, sir. All right. So I've got it queued up. Are you good? I am ready to go. Well, this is
0: your segment, sir. Why don't you count us down? All right. Three, two, one, and away we go.
2: Ah, C- Cleveland Street.
0: So I, I recently saw an interview where he talked about they had to recreate the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he said it was like, it was a little surreal. Mm. Fragile. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like the best line.
2: Oh, yeah. Must be <laughs> Italian. <laughs>
0: phenomenal (laughs) for some reason like i i know he's gotten older but he doesn't look like the guy i saw in elf you know what i mean like something looks different on him i can't tell what it is but well i mean he's not wearing
2: an elf costume and it's been what 20 years since elf yeah i love that don't let him kick you in the face (laughs)
0: don't let him kick in i know kids decorating the tree no not child labor no no no
2: no no not at all
0: i think it's oh great. my gosh
2: i did that t- this year with a tree oh no seriously
0: oh yeah tearing up the ceiling gotta yep. love it
2: i love how they got zach ward back too
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it double dog dare you that's phenomenal I believe at some point we see a a visage of Scut Farkas. So, well, yeah, that's Zach Ward. Yeah, right there. There it is,
2: Zach Ward of uh, of Titus fame as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Very nice.
2: <laughs> that looks like Billy Bob Thornton right it there. Did. And there I mean, the did old we have Ralphie it, laugh. Is this like a bad Santa crossover? Is Maybe. it do these exist in the same universe? Is oh, there a good. Christmas universe? I need to know these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is I mean, because honestly, if we could if we could tie this and elf together, mm-hmm. then you've got okay, if if somehow he wears an elf costume, then you know what? Maybe he actually it Ralphie became the elf, mm-hmm. went to the North Pole, and then he came back here for this, then that ties in uh that ties in Frosty. Mm-hmm. And the narwhal. And then, if somehow we get Billy Bob Thornton here, that ties Bad Santa in. I mean, the, the possibilities here are endless, I tell you. Uh, endless thoughts? I mean, I'll watch it, of course. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. And, and by the way, it has it next year will be the 20th anniversary of Elf. So, yeah, in 20 years, I mean, oh, geez, Louise. I mean, come on. Yeah. We're, wow. Let, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, we're all aging. It's, oh, yeah. it's happening. And oh, you yeah. know what? It, you know, hey. Oh, yeah, and, and as as suggested, video comes up as a Christmas story too. It was in 2012. Like, oh my gosh! Wow, that that has got to be horrible. What are your What are your thoughts, sir?
0: No, it looks, I mean, you know, from, from a trail, looks interesting. It's it's great that they brought back all the, you know, as many of the original players as they could bring back, um, you know, in terms of his friends and, uh, you know, as we talked about Scott Farkas and, and, and the gang. Um, although I'm curious how how they're going to weave Scott into this, like, you know, wearing the, the raccoon cap at, you know, like this is supposed to be in the seventies when he's, you know, I think in his thirties or mid thirties or something. So yeah. Uh, be curious how, how they work all that in. But, um, but I, I, I will have faith that they will do justice to the original and then they will uh, carry forward the, uh, the, the, the spirit of, uh, of what this film has, has meant to uh, so many of us. And, you know, do I think it'll end up being an Epic at the same level of the first one? No, because it, you know, It's the first one was an original, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the thing it's, it's an original, it's, it's its own thing. And it became a cult hit because of, of what it, you know, what it was. And so I think, uh, it'll probably do, do its service, but it, you know, I don't think it'll establish itself as its own kind of thing. You know, I think it'll be a, maybe a nice coda to the, uh, to, to, to the whole, you know, sort of universe that is a Christmas story.
2: Yes, I think that's a great way to put it. That it is a coda because it's it's it is it's like the it's like the Fresh Prince reunion or the Friends reunion. All these different reunions that have been happening. Mm-hmm. It's a thing unto itself. And even though this one isn't like just them sitting around telling stories, it really is. It's just kind of that coda. It's the ending of it. And I mean, I I it'll be fun. I mean, I'm not looking for. <laughs> something that I'm going to watch every single year that's all I've already got those movies and it takes a lot to kind of get into that pantheon right um but it'll be nice it'll be fun you know I mean sometimes it's just nice to have the stuff that's fun
0: exactly and and you know before you know in our pre-production meeting I was sharing how you know Christmas with the cranks uh which is a Tim Allen uh Jamie Lee Curtis movie um you know, like like that's become kind of a an annual, you know, Christmas rotation one for our family. But you know, again, some of these one like, and, and I would call it a classic in the sense that it's it's something we always look forward to watching around this time of year. You know, would we watch it off season? No. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I think you know what makes these movies classics or favorites for for different families is is the uniqueness of it. You know, like there is something different about it. Um, you know, it's telling. I don't want to say it's telling roughly the same story, but, but it, you know, it's the, the stories that, that, that try to, you know, put forth like a, a Christmas Carol-esque sort of thing, you know, or, or what, you know, whatever other sort of Christmassy tale, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of the um, the 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 boilerplate, if you will, of of stories like that. You know, I think there there's just a unique a, a uniqueness to some of these movies when when they come forth and and you know kind of strike a chord with folks. You know, Elf is is a similar thing. You know, if you, if if you just read on the surface what Elf was about, I don't know that a lot of people would have pegged it to turn into the classic that it's become. But it's very yeah. unique. It's very different. And so yeah, so I I think. I think this will be a fun watch. It'll be, you know, nostalgic, no doubt, and it'll be, um, you know, like I said, given some of the interviews I've seen, I I have faith that they're going to put forth a good effort, and and it'll be uh, a fun watch.
2: Yes, indeed, and and for those of you who are thinking, you know, I kind of wonder what that A Christmas Story Two movie is is all about. Um, Here's the reason why you shouldn't watch this. It was made in 2012 and the the one name in this is daniel stern he mm. of home alone fame he's playing the old man really this ain't going to work out Whoa. and if you go further down there
0: who is this guy alex zahara does that sound familiar to you oh, oh is he the dude that was in like all these movies in the early 80s or something
2: um, I don't know. He was in 2012, um, which I mean, yes, feel free to hold that against him. Oh. Um but uh he plays Nazi interrogator. In the Christmas story too? Yeah, I'm guessing it's kind of like a dream sequence, oh, sort of like the when, when he's taken out the the outlaws with the Red Rider BB gun in the first one. But yeah. Uh and, and the funny part is if you go to the IMDB page, a Christmas story too, like the, they showed the, a little bit of the trailer, <laughs> and the trailer borrows so heavily from the first movie. It's almost like, oh, please geez. don't, don't, don't think that this, you know, please think it's part of the first movie. Please, please, please. Mm. Oh, it looks so freaking horrible. Looks so freaking horrible. Ugh. But yeah, uh, Christmas story, Christmas. I will definitely watch. Nice.
0: As as will we. As will we. Uh, our next item is uh, a little something from Uncle Todd uh, from a few weeks back. It was something um, he sent my way. I think it was in early November, and let me make sure I have the uh, the source right. I believe the source. Uh, this is a YouTube clip. We'll include it in the show notes. Uh, New Rock Stars is the channel. And uh, this clip, uh, I don't know if this is uh, something, sir, that that you frequent or not, or just something you came upon. But just
2: something I uh, happened, upon, happened upon upon my All daily right. YouTube viewings.
0: But they were talking about, um, you know, piecing I think together from, um, you know, I I think some I don't know if it's some uh, what's the word I'm looking for, not a uh, dialogue. Sorry, um, you know, some dialogue uh, from either the trailer or. I don't know if there was something extra that was released around quantum mania where Kang kind of talks about um, there. And, and, and I have seen this in articles that, that there's a back and forth that he has with Ant-Man where Ant-Man like introduces himself and he's like, have I killed you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which which has a creepiness unto itself. And, and, and if, uh, if if if. You know this is any indication um in and we and i'm forgetting the actor's name of my apologies um jonathan what's majors his? majors thank you um we, Which we is talked. funny because I you usually have to remind me. Well, that's what happened. Yes, with the Creed three trailer is I had to remind you. Um, but you yeah, did, Jonathan Majors, uh, as we discussed when we did the Creed three trailer. Uh, you know, watch was uh, man can he play him some some freaky dudes when he wants to? Um, oh yeah, just unsettling. Unsettling is is the right word, and so yes. Um, and in this YouTube clip they talk about, uh, I, I think what was kind of interesting was um, they referenced back to the I think it's the season finale of Loki where mm-hmm. we meet he who remains and the fact that I guess someone noticed that in the background you do see an Iron Man mask and so it kind of uh, if you're piecing all this together it's confirming that you know Kang in different realities uh, or different multiverses um, you know is is killing you know Avengers and in some ways you know kind of keeping little treasures for himself apparently of of his or trophies if you will uh, of yeah. those he is slain so it kind of gives an, an interesting uh look into where we're going and the fact that um and in, in, in some ways i think what if has kind of prepared us for this a little bit um you know so so maybe for for the kiddos it won't be as shocking um plus we have end game where tony stark does in fact die um <sighs> i know Spoilers. spoiler warning oh, oh good lord <laughs> uh but it's been four years watch the movie <laughs> oh my gosh has it only been four years it feels like eight uh four or five i think oh it was it was, ju- it was just before the pandemic it, it was the spring before the pandemic sir oh so, my sense of time is
2: so warped right
0: now it's yep. just
2: bizarre okay yep.
0: it's been right. eons yeah, um, yeah but yeah. yes uh so yeah just uh your thoughts sir on this i mean you you've watched the senate to me i found it very interesting but uh you know, again, I, as we talked about when we watched the Ant-Man trailer, this is, I, I really feel like Mania is, is the buildup of the heel. You know what I mean? Like this is where they're going to establish, you know, Kang and all of the badness that Kang brings with himself. And, uh, and, and quite possibly I, I'm, I'm actually going to reel in Jabroni this a little bit here, but I kind of have a feeling too that, I wonder if in Mania, one of the strengths we're going to end up finding that Kang has is not so much that Kang on his own is dominant, but he has an ability to communicate with the other variants of himself to kind of dominate. You know what I mean? Hmm. And, and I, I'm curious if we're going to, you know, kind of see a little bit of that come through in Quantum Mania. but yeah, I, I think Quantum Mania is going to be not just the debut of Kang, but, but this is where we heal it up. And 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 we get a real sense of how how bad this dude is going to be. So, but what are your thoughts, sir? Uh, th- this was a clip that you came upon.
2: Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, number one, it's, it's total clickbait. I mean, just this idea of like Kang killed Iron Man. Like, well, yeah, amongst other Avengers and all that, and right? They, and they do. Right. They kind of go through, and it's a combination of of stuff that was in the. In the set for He Who Remains, and then also some uh, some production artwork, and then also going into the comics, and, and and all of these different source materials, and kind of coming up with this idea, and yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, in some aspect of the multiverse, Kang did kill Iron Man somewhere mm-hmm. along the way,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, but I think it's interesting in that, because now we're we're dealing with kind of multiverses crossing each other, and a crossing of the streams, if you will, mm-hmm. that yeah you're gonna have this possibility of someone who's legit like just almost casually asking like "Hmm, did i kill you in this universe yet which is yeah yeah, that's a badass opener right there (laughs) got it got to admit i don't care how 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 strong you think you are i mean that's gonna make about 50 percent of the population wet their drawers Mm -hmm. right there Mm -hmm. just yep and it's feeling warm down south um I I think it's interesting. I mean, I I agree with you. I think this is really where we kind of get the the full impact of the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is because we're we we kind of got it. We got a taste of it before in reference, and now I think it's going to be seeing that in action. Yeah in quantum mania and i think it'll be very interesting because i think i don't think it's going to come out right away maybe i'm wrong maybe they'll just come out right away and be like boom and here he is i think there's going to be a little bit more of a build. Mm. um although i mean there's there, there is a case to be made that we already know he's a bad guy so yeah. just come out and hit hit you right right between the eyes with it i don't mm. know which is going to be but yeah this will be the time when we're realizing like oh and this is a bad dude and he's He's badder than Thanos in a way because I don't know if he's going to have kind of that strange moral code. That even though it was very bizarre, mm. I'm not sure Kang has any any sort of code except for I just want everything. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting. I, I thought I found it interesting background information. It's nothing that you really need to know. It's only if yeah, I mean, if nothing else, is for folks like me who are into the minutia of this sort of thing, <laughs> kind of well, you know. Get excited about this stuff!
0: Yeah, and, and and one one other point that they called out that that I missed. I'm just I'm picking this up from the description. So this is again from the new Rockstars channel, um, but they do talk about in the video clip that. You know Tony Stark's kind of nexus point. If if we kind of weave in, you know, kind of the the terminology we got from Loki, uh, season one, um, was his discovery of time travel, and yes. um, and they do talk about how for Kang to kill Tony has to be a very challenging thing because he if he kills him and he doesn't time it the right way. He actually then does him does himself in because if he kills him too early, time travel never becomes a thing, and mm. apparently this is something that is key for Kang to do whatever it is that he's doing. Um, to your point. I think what would make Kang infinitely more powerful than Thanos and, and a completely different kind of challenge for those that are fighting him is that coordination with his other selves. I think that's something we haven't seen before. We mm-hmm. haven't seen, in, in quite honestly, because we, we're just getting into the multiverse now, but I think it would be a very interesting aspect or angle to a villain is to have some sort of you know understanding or coordination with his other selves to you know again it's kind of that uh you know go back to uh you know a beautiful mind, you know it's it's when 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 he has that kind of moment of clarity when he's writing his thesis which is we're we're all going to you know the 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 needs of of the group outweigh the needs of the individual if we take care of our of each other we'll end up in a better state and so i'm wondering if that's going to end up being uh what we see with kang in that he and his variants are working together which is going to you know, throw, I think, a lot of the heroes off because they are probably just discovering their other selves in all of these universes and that sort of thing. So, kind of an interesting concept. I don't know if they're going to play with it, but but I, I think that would at least establish him in a very different way from Thanos. Are you sure you're thinking about A Beautiful Mind or Wrath of Khan? Beautiful Mind. Okay, well... What are sounds...
2: talking about... Um, I've uh, never seen A Beautiful Mind, so I'm just thinking Wrath of Khan oh, about the needs oh, of the... Oh, okay, so... Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, and I'm picturing Spock on the side, you know, on the side it's, of the glass. It's, it's and all kind that.
0: of the inverse. Like, like he's he's trying his character. Well, I'm not his character. You the- don't need to
2: explain it. I just uh, I was trying to make a. I was just trying to say, you know. And then you know, Russell Crowe and Leonard Nimoy look so much alike. Oh, well, that's yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, they both were in movies where are you not entertained?
0: That's... Oh wait, no, that was
2: that was Leonard Nimoy singing about hobbits. I get those very confused.
0: Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I think we've, we've drained this orange as much as we can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. I've been, I've been borderline harassing uncle Todd about watching uh, yeah, the yeah, remaining yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. of Andor and we will have a, a full Andor review uh, next episode, uh, but wanted to just kind of touch on a article from screenrant.com. Um, But from our, from episode 10, uh, basically a, a moment in that episode between Luthen and Saw Guerrera, uh, really kind of laying the, the frame, the, the groundwork and the foundation for uh, poor Saw's paranoia. Uh, <laughs> Are you here to kill me? <laughs> it's like lies, deceptions. <laughs> You're all out to get me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but in, in, in episode 10 of Andor, um, You know, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Luthan uh, confronts him about, you know, not going uh, and and assisting or taking part in Anto Krieger's, uh, uh, you know, assault on the space house uh, installation and because of the fact the Empire is going to ambush him uh, and really kind of establishing, you know, just, uh, again, one of the things I've so enjoyed about the Andor series, really kind of surfacing the complexity that exists for the rebellion and and this was an aspect that was surfaced a little bit in rogue one when we saw some of the the you know gray morality that that andor was kind of working with you know like like shooting and killing someone who is you know going in to like the him. opening scene in, in the opening <laughs> scene absolutely and like like 10 minutes into the flick and the, and
2: the good guys already got one kill yep of a of Someone who you're like, oh, a good guy.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wasn't an empire. Yeah, he wasn't an imperial. Yep. What the heck is going on here? Yep. And so we we start to see a bit of the complex morality that exists when you are trying to, you know, really kind of outfox, you know, what is this growing growing power in the galaxy, mm. and uh, and you know, saw understands. Saw gets on board, but I think you know, Saw is going to, you know, I'm, I'm curious in season two if we're going to uh, they are going to time jump a year, and I'm wondering if in that year, if if Saw's a little worse for wear, so to speak, as well as uh, you know, because we're only five years out from from Rogue One, so Saw is looking pretty good right now. He doesn't look so good <laughs> when we see him in Rogue One. Oh
2: no, uh, no, no! That's going to be a rough five years for him. Oh, <laughs> Those yeah. are high wow. mileage years. Oh. That's like that's like <laughs> that's like the difference between you and I having a car for five years, and then like Avis rent a car having a having a car for five years. That's, oh, that's going to be some hard
0: road right there. Yep. Hard times. Hard times. <laughs> That's hard times, baby. Hard times. <laughs> Thank you, Dusty. Thank you, Dusty. Oh, goodness. We're
2: which we're... which actually not to sidetrack here for a second, but I rewatched uh ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Heyman mm-hmm. the other day. And oh my gosh, him talking about like, like managing to like sneak his way into the production meeting. Oh yeah. With Dusty Rhodes. And then Dusty pulling him out in the hall and him saying, Well, I'm here to learn from the best. And he's like, and the same he's thinking like he's gonna kick me out. I'm gonna have to take a bus home. All this is like, well, you came to the right place. Could that from a production reading run by America, the American Dream, the Rhodes, and I am the Beth they were. You- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Dusty, just like starts cutting a promo on him. I'm like, oh my okay. gosh, all right, that's right. Anyways, but oh my gosh, that's Dusty, right. oh Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. But, paid uh, tribute by uh by kevin owens as you will we'll talk about later on
0: absolutely absolutely but yeah sir your your thoughts on uh on on that scene and and its impact on uh on the saw guerrera character
2: well i think it's interesting because they so the 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 other time that i've seen saw guerrera he was included in star wars rebels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I felt that that saw was not as easy to bridge from where he was in that show as where he is in Rogue One. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it's you could say, "Oh, it's an animated kid show." Well, uh, as Jimmy Dice had explained to us, by like season three, they kind of were like, "Okay, it's not necessarily a kids show." They start getting more adult. You know, it's 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 more grown up after like starting with season three. However, seeing him in this series, I'm like, okay, I am definitely seeing how we get how we connect the dots now. Because yeah. even yeah. before he understands that Luthen is ready to like sell out um Krieger and like the 30 rebels. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we're talking about 30 plus people who are going to die. Yeah. yeah. And 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 like knowing that's the trade for this one asset. Yep. that he has spent five or six years cultivating uh, in the ISB. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, it, it, But you see Saw already is a little bit unbalanced. Like in their pre- previous meeting, he's telling him he's not going to do this, he's not going to do that. And then all of a sudden he's like, yes, I'll do this. And and he's kind of like half paying attention to yeah. Luther. Like yeah. Luther literally has to put a blaster under his chin to kind of get like Saw like, okay, focus. Look at me. Look at no! no look at me. It, it, look it, at, saw. No, no. Yeah. Don't, don't look at uh, Borgello. Look at me. Borgello. Look at me. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Look at me. You know, like Saw is all over the place already. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, I can kind of see now how we get there. Like that nervous energy and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you add paranoia into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we've got a recipe for some, for some stuff to go real sideways, and- which I, I'm digging because I, I like the fact that, like he does he sees this and the thing is like the the rational you can see the gears turning you can and and this is why number 1 Forrest Whitaker mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen that's where I was
0: gonna go go one of the
2: great unsung actors of my of 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 my time on this planet thus far mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker does not give get nearly the amount of credit that he should for just being able to do all the little things like if he was a I mean think about it if he, if he was a professional wrestler who would you compare that to like one of those guys who just does all of the little things right and might not be necessarily
0: the biggest, splashiest guy. Honestly, Jake the Snake Roberts. Never won the title. Yep. Never achieved what people viewed as success in the industry, but one of the legends because of what he did in a performance, you know, in promo standpoint, and and match, and in-ring work standpoint. Yeah,
2: and just a lot less cocaine. Well, that too. I'm (laughs) guessing. Um, But no Forrest Whitaker is so good in this because as he's going through this and this is what I mean by like great acting performances is when you can see someone thinking in character his face on screen you see them working it out. Because yep. that's what happens in real life. You can watch that happen with people, and, or and and it's augmented because nece- that doesn't necessarily happen. Because again, like who wants to watch real life in a movie? Mm-hmm. I want to watch real. I want to watch cool stuff. Um, I got enough real life staring me in the face every single day. Um, but you see him realizing, like the rational side of his head is like, this makes sense. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that this makes sense. Yep. But it makes sense. Yeah. And then also knowing, like, and the only reason you're saying you wouldn't sell me out is because I could hurt you. But there's a point when that's gonna not carry as much weight as the benefit of something else. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "Yes, now we have all of the ingredients to get us to Rogue One." You know, there's not so much left of me, like the kind of like mm-hmm. just frazzled Saw Gerrera that you see there. Yep, you kind of. Now I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what the dots are between here and there, but I can at least see a path. Yeah. So, yes, I'm so good. So good. And and I mean, gosh, the other thing to talk about, and we will talk in depth about this, but Stellan Skarsgård. Oh,
0: um, it's like a tour
2: de force in that show, man. He needs some sort of award because just and actually I think you were talking about episode 11 because episode 10 is the one where he has that huge speech where the guy comes down the in the turbo
0: lift. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's 12 episodes. Yeah, I, I was off by one. You're right. Yep, yep. And that one there, that little monologue, I was like, everything, just <laughs> hand this man the freaking Oscar for something. Yep. Like, come on. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, so good.
0: Yeah. So good. Mm. Yeah, but it, it went when I, so I rewatched, episodes four through 12 with my younger son because he hadn't seen them yet and over over this weekend and as we were watching when we got to those episodes and and i'm seeing this again and just like you said forest whitaker's acting like like his face Mm. communicates so much like he's looking at luthan like you're gonna do this to me one day
2: yeah or, you know, or like, at least, like, I'm pretty sure you would, right? And given the if it, given the right circumstances,
0: but but he gets it because in in Luthan, you know, much like Thanos ma- makes makes an argument as twisted as it sounds, you know that that is somewhat logical, which is he's trying to keep the empire high on their horse,
1: mm.
0: not feeling that something is amiss, so that they can continue to do the work that they need to do. Because if they start to feel that something is amiss, it is going to upend their plans and and saw gets it but but you you brought up a really key point in 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 that exchange which was as saw is starting to ramble and kind of go on about what he's you know what this the impact of this decision yeah Luther is kind of like trying to rein saw in like saw focus you like yeah. like like he and, and not in and not in a demeaning way like when i saw no, it the second time he's he legitimately is like trying to keep trying to to i don't mean to say care for saw but 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 the way he says it there's some empathy in his voice you know what i mean like it's not a diminutive thing it is a saw you're 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 wandering please come back i'm trying to help you understand something you know what yeah, i mean but, like you can yeah. tell he he has a respect for him you know
2: and oh yeah but the interesting thing is here normally you see a conversation like this happen and you've got the one true believer And then you have the other person who's supposed to be the empathetic, more rational person that you kind of identify with, like, surely, no, this is not the way it should be. Here you have the conversation between two true believers, two people who are perfectly willing to do very horrible things in the name of their cause, and seeing that work of them both explaining that and both understanding it and, and coming around to that, like, that is not a conversation you see happen in stories very often. No, no. Usually it's true It's true believers from opposite points if you get that. You get the two radicals from opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But here you've got them both on the same side. Yep. And they both have to work and you see one coming around to it. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to see like what the fallout from that is because I don't think Saul's Saul's as well as well balanced as Luthen, although I mean Luthen could go off the rails too in a spectacular way too. Well, I mean and, and, all that all that all that veneer is going to drop at some point.
0: Yeah, and and you know one one great line uh, that from the Screen Rant article I was just scrolling through it, that or, or a title that they have in the middle of it, which is great, is Saw Gerrera's paranoia shows how miraculous the rebellion is. And, yeah. and it's true because they're playing a very house of card kind of game here. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're letting certain things fall because they want certain things to stay up, you know? And when, when are you going to make that move that you think is going to keep things going, but is actually going to be the thing that takes you down, you know? And, yeah. and so I, yeah, I, I think this was, um, and, and and we'll get into it in the next episode, but, but I think this series did an amazing job of, cause I, I, I've heard this expressed by, by, you know, friends and family who, who enjoy Star Wars or, or don't enjoy some aspects of it, but just saying like, like, you know, they, they go to Star Wars for hope, you know, for entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a nice job of balancing the reality of what the empire was with the hopefulness of what needs to be or, or what needs to be done in order to overcome that darkness. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like, like with last Jedi or, or, or with rise of Skywalker where it's, you know, Hey, I, I have enough darkness in, in, in my reality. I don't need to go see star Wars, you know, kind of make me feel bad about Luke. Well, this, this wasn't just about the darkness. It was about rising up against the darkness, you know, and, and, and what that, what that entails. And so, um, and, you know what? What I think Luthen and Saw kind of encompass is the you know the the not so clean nature of how that works. You know it, it is it is not a you know Han and Leia and Luke. We we look at that. Like I said to my younger son this weekend, I'm like after we watched episode ten and Luthen gave that 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 speech about his sacrifice. I said, yes, these movies were made before this series, but to to the point of the character and what he said. You don't ever hear Luthen's name mentioned with Han, Leia, and Luke. No one, no one talks about a Luthen because of the sacrifice, you know. And and like that's the sacrifice he's talking about. He knows he's not going to be a recognized, like he's not going to, you know, uh, reap the laurels of what he's doing. He's go- he's probably going to die before he sees any of the fruits of his labor. Yes, and and, and that is. That, that was just very poetically and, and eloquently kind of done by the writers and producers and directors of this series is to tell that story and really kind of shape how complex the rebellion really is as opposed to the kind of black and white sort of view we all had of it when it first came out in 77. Agreed, and we will talk more in depth about that in our next episode. As you said, indeed,
2: and I'm only cutting us off there because we need to have a little meat in the bone before we get to I that. Know, I
0: know, I, I know, we 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 got off on the, uh, you know, I kind of feel like Saw went off and got Borgullet after that conversation, but
2: I I was I was really hoping that we would get like a little a little baby Borgullet just like poking out of his pocket or something. Like that. We'd have like baby Yoda and baby Borgullet. Like you tell me that wouldn't sell a bunch of plushies? Oh, Well, man. maybe not. I don't know if a baby Borgullet would be as cute as baby Yoda. I don't
0: remember what form Borgullet is in. If it's a a, a form that is is pleasing to the eye or not?
2: So. not really. No, it was it was kind of scary all all around.
0: But we are we are. Uh, uh, but yes. Oh, uh, well. I, I I sorry. I need to wrap the segment up, and that, my friends, yes. is
2: the week and geek. Yes, indeed it was. And thank you, sir, for your sleuthing and uh, uh thank you. S- slothing and slurping or whatever you whatever it is that you do, uh, navigating the interwebs and finding all that information for us. We do appreciate it. Now we are going to get on to Survivor Series War Games 2022. Mm-hmm. My goodness, what a journey it has been to hear. And I just I want to know first and foremost, out front, this is a a return of sorts. And not just because uh this is the first WWE pay-per-view I've watched in all, all the premium live event. I'm still gonna call them pay-per-views because damn it, I'm 46. There's some things that I just I don't have the room to overwrite in my memory. So it's pay-per-view for me. Go ahead and correct me in your head if you feel the need. But not only was this a return for me watching a WWE pay-per-view, this is like getting back to my roots. Cause I remember watching my first ever uh WWF pay-per-view and it was Survivor Series and Mm. I'm pretty sure it was the first one nice and I, I, I think it was like, I, I begged and pleaded my parents to finally let me watch one of these. And so th- this is kind of like me getting back to my roots. Uh, so I was very excited for this. My wife, not nearly as much. Uh, she was, uh, very condescending, uh, as far as me wanting to watch this, but Oh, well, that's fine. I, I had my TV and I, I had a, I had a nice little tot of, of bourbon and, uh, I, I was all set for this. So it was a, it was great and right out of the gate i think both of us agreed because we were te- we were like we were like live texting through this whole thing because we actually did both have a chance to watch it live uh-huh. and uh i think both of us were very impressed that we got not only like black sabbath's war pigs mm-hmm. as the as the theme song which of course like one of the most iconic hard rock heavy metal songs of all times but not only that, but, like, the personalized Ozzy Osbourne intro, like, mm-hmm. Ozzy on set, doing Aussie things, they, they like, pulled out all the stops on this one. Oh, yeah. It really felt like Triple H was like, you know what? It's one of the big four. Let's call in Ozzy. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's see if we... Let's see if we can actually get him so that he's aware of where he's at. Can we do that too? Can he, can he maybe like splash some cold water on, him, make sure he understands what he's doing. Um, oh my gosh, such a great intro, such a great intro for this show. Oh man, so just the entire the hype uh, the hype package, all of it, so well done, mm-hmm. so well done.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tri- You know, if 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 you couldn't tell from his past entrances when he was you know an active wrestler, Triple H is a you know, de- definitely a product of the '80s, product of of, of that metal era, and and uh, you know, really, you know, brings that into his act as as well now into the product, and yeah, bringing. More- you say
2: that, wouldn't you love love it if he if you like someone asked him about his favorite bands, and he was like, ah, I really did the Carpenters, Simon and Garfunkel.
0: Ah, nah, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> he's too much into Lemmy to. Uh, That'd be you know. great if you got, if you
2: could, if you're like at a functioning like Steph was there and she'd had a couple white claws or, you know, whatever she likes to enjoy. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I picked white claw at random. But uh, oh, I'm guessing gosh. because of the low carbs, because I mean, both of them are so into fitness. It's oh, kind yeah. of frightening. Yeah. Uh, but you got her like, what does Triple H really listen to? She's, she's like, he likes Taylor Swift. Like, oh my gosh, it's ruined. <laughs> millions of fans
0: oh my whole view of you has changed shake uh, it up shake it up
2: oh, good that's like the one taylor swift song it's from like 15 years ago or something but yep. that's one the one i know
0: anyways i, I did love in in conjunction with having aussie uh you know, part of that and and war pigs is as, as as part of the the intro and everything. I absolutely loved. I caught some of the pre show, and and also in the middle of the event when you know before the men's war games. I love the uh, the 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 siren going off, in, mm. indicating war games was about to start. So, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And they so it, good, and they let that sucker rip for a while. I mean, I, I I I half envisioned Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart running around the ring with his with his uh, you know with his megaphone siren going. I mean, like that's what I remember from back in the day. It he was is, probably on the phone like,
2: "That's gimmick infringement, man." <laughs> <laughs> baby oh my god! <laughs> right
0: oh my god! but, but yeah, yeah it was you know, a great
2: hype package oh, a, yeah. a, a great crowd in boston mm-hmm. the, the crowd mm-hmm. was really good oh they were they um, were and a sold out show uh although i mean granted I, I did happen to look up the tickets earlier that week and uh you know ticket bastard had them up i think that the uh the cheap seats were like 150 dollars. Uh, so who knows I mean since I mean they're they're a little shoddy on how things are working so who knows if it was really a sellout or not I mm-hmm. mean I don't know if anyone trusts a ticket bastard these days but oh well they they announced it as a sellout so I guess we'll we'll go with them
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but sold out Boston crowd. And and like you said, as soon as the the sirens started to go off, that like everybody knows, you see that cage coming down. It's like, damn, this yep. is going to be something special. I mean,
0: just the sight of the two rings together was just so different and yeah, and so cool to see. And and I
2: liked how they had like the they alternated rings, yeah, for the, yep. for the non-war games matches. That made things interesting. Although it was interesting because you could tell that some guys just out of habit went to that the closest ring first mm-hmm. and then realized like. Damn it, I'm in the other ring. <laughs> and, and, like walk the entire apron and make it good. I think uh I think Austin Theory was one of the one of the prominent ones that I noted where you could tell he kind of went on like instinct mm-hmm. and It was like, whoops. I <laughs> gotta well, hop-
0: ring. I gotta hop over the middle here. Hold on.
2: Yeah. Oh, was, but yeah. So it was, it was just an overall very different vibe. And and I was yeah. digging it. I thought it was great. Absolutely. 100 percent agree. So uh it was very interesting how they chose to um to To have the card, uh, the order of the card, I guess you'll call it, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm I'm very much uh, a person who thinks like album order. I think I think the order of songs on an album is important. I think the, you know, the way that you kind of order things is its own sort of thing, like uh, you know, poems in a book or, or whatever. It's there is there sh- there isn't should be a kind of order to that where you're building, you're trying to show, you're trying to take people on a journey. And I really thought it was interesting how they had the war games matches bookending the show i thought that was a great way to do it mm-hmm. um especially because you know those are the, the those are the longest matches of the night so you kind of have to like have some other stuff happen in between there like if you put those back to back good god people will be Dead. Well, and, and midway through the second match,
0: and, and and just to you know, for for listeners who, who may not know how the match is structured, uh, yes, because I I even learned this when and it when was good, was good that they the had the
2: rules right out in front. Yeah, I thought they, that was great, you know, you and they left them up for a long period of time <laughs> you, you so you could actually read through. Them. WWE, yeah. bre-
0: bre- you know, breaking out the rule screen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, basically, uh, you start out with with one on one, of course, from each team for the first five minutes. And then every three minutes thereafter, you have another member uh, alternating from each team. So Whoa. one one team has the advantage. So well, they... wasn't it
2: like three minutes, and then it went down to two minutes, I think, after the first one?
0: Oh, was it? T- oh, I thought it was I three. I thought it was. Because if if, me- if, if you do three times—okay, so it's ten, 10 in all. You start out with two, so you have eight left. So if you do three times eight, that's 24 minutes uh, along with the five for the first one-on-one, so you're so what I was, where I was going was, you actually have like thirty minutes of the of the match or j- is just the pre-fighting.
2: Yeah, and there's and you can't have a submission or pinfall right in that time until all of the participants are in the cage. So this which match w- at a minimum was is thirty crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, and I and I liked how they they did. They announced all those rules up front, which was was great. And then the, you know, I mean. <sighs> Some of the commentating I'll I'll give you was a little repetitive, but Mm -hmm. not when they were announcing like the when they were reminding you of the rules. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I could only take so many of like this is the first time we've ever had war games. Like I get it. Yeah, I get it. Calm down, Cole. Yeah, rein it in. Good God. I can't two on Roman Reigns anymore, so Michael Cole's going to be my new friggin' just voodoo uh, doll I'm going to start jabbing pins into. He was...
0: he was Wise n- man, give me Zane.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I love how that's like, wise man, yes, my tribal chief.
0: I just... <laughs> <laughs> like because Heyman doesn't just say yes, my tribal chief. He says it like a sniveling underling. You know what I mean? Well, not, not,
2: a, not really a snivelling, like a like a devoted, like again, like a devoted true believer. Like well, he he just the way he says it, sure. Yes, my tribal chief. Like there is a solemnity to it, which yeah. is which is what ratches it up. It's like this is why this guy is the <laughs> premier talker, orator, raconteur of the of the last like 30 years mm-hmm. of wrestling. And the fact that like he can have like such an influence. On what's going on when he's just in the background through his facial expressions, and you know he's enjoying the living hell out of it. That's what I love. Yeah, that's what I absolutely yeah. love. Oh yeah. Um, but all right, let's let's get through the let's let's talk through some of these matches here. So the the first match of the evening. Oh my gosh, I kind of wish that they'd flip flop this one. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give too much away of what I think of the last match, but man. Women's War Game match was the first match of the night. Siren going blaring in the, in the garden as we brought down the double cage. Uh, this was Damage Control, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Asaka, uh, as- as- Asuka, my gosh, I still mess that up, Alexa Bliss, and Mia Yim. Um, damn, what a match this was. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! My pick for match of the night, and I'm just gonna say it right. right up front. This was my favorite match of the night. Um, partly because I I thought it was it was great to see Bianca Belair start out the match,
1: mm-hmm.
2: really look strong, and 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 take her licks and 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 make a couple of comebacks and. And be strong throughout the match because I really, to me, this is like the difference between between Vince booking and Triple H booking. Vince was there when they decided, hey, Becky Lynch is coming back. Let's have her beat like this tremendous baby face, that, this hero, this like person that we're building up as like the strongest, the fastest, like the EST, the whole gimmick there. Let's have her beat that person in like 10 seconds. It's so undercut that character, yeah, like there's gotta be another way you can do this, you know and and not even like a gimmicked ten seconds, like, oh, yeah, and she hit her with a chair and then pinned her or whatever. no, just out and out, just one slam and beat her to me, this is yeah. this is a great way to make Bianca just look so strong, and yet you know, still look mortal. like it wasn't like they they you know she hulked up or anything like that but it made her look strong. Like it just reinforced everything you thought about her as a character. Yeah. And she looked incredible through the whole match. It was great. Like, but it wasn't so dominating that you're like, Oh, well, yeah, it was all about building up. No, they just, they managed to do multiple things in this. And one of them, I thought they did really well was make Bianca Belair look like a million bucks. I thought, but um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I honestly, I I thought she was like the MVP of the match. Just, yeah. just for that strength and being kind of the anchor point for the rest of the match. Yeah, I can um, see that. The, the, the. Although I will say, EO um, Sky mm-hmm. v- came real close to being the LVP of this
0: match. Oh yeah, yeah. She
2: had a couple of botches there where I was, I was like, "Woo, she's off!" Like <laughs> way off on a couple of moves and a couple of spots where I was like, "Is she all right?" Yeah. Like is she have vertigo right now because it seems like she's having trouble holding balance and it was like that one dive off the cage that kind of like saved her from that spot of me just going like ah she sucked yeah um her her and Asuka going back and forth they're, they're teasing this match apparently forever um but I mean aside from that and the dive off the cage very meh the rest of the match I thought
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I I, I kind of felt EO and, and Dakota. Um, I mean, Dakota later on had some interesting stuff. But yeah, EO Sky looked just like, like I don't know, something was, was, I don't know if it was timing or something else, but something was off. Like, there was one point she just climbed to the top and then she just kind of hopped down. Or, or you know, didn't execute whatever it was she was going to do. It just, it, it seemed something seemed really off there. Yeah, um, was that on the turnbuckle? Or was that in like the corner? Because yeah, I it was think on the corner. It was a point she, where she she, she fell. went up like she was going to do some sort of top rope maneuver, and yeah, either. I don't know if she slipped and fell or if she just kind of jumped off. It was just kind of weird, and yeah. and Cole tried to cover for it, saying, "Oh, they they don't. It, it's a whole new environment. They don't know what they're doing." I'm like, "It's still a square ring, Michael."
2: Yeah, but you know what? That's the time when I got to give I got to give Cole some credit because I mean that is a that is a lot to cover for something in real time when you're when yeah. in, in your head you're like, "Oh my gosh, they! How did you f that up?" Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean so I, I will give Cole a little bit of credit like a, a modicum a yeah. modicum of credit
0: uh Asuka you know it's it's been a couple of years since I've really seen her in action because I mean I, I don't think we've really watched pay-per-views in the last year and a half or, or close to two years um but I mean still a house of fire when she comes in she 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 brings the energy and and really tries to to get the crowd amped up and and so seeing her come in and evening it up at 2-2 was 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 really cool um you know I I, I I wrote a note to myself, like you said, B- Bianca being the MVP. I got to say, when Bianca was throwing some of those ladies into the cage, I mean, I, oh, I have a yeah. note here. Uh, Bianca using the cage with stank. I mean, she she yeah. put some stank on it when <laughs> when she threw them or when she was using it. I mean, I mean, I think at one point she even did her finisher where she threw someone like into the cage. You know, as, oh, as yeah. the finisher, it was crazy.
2: No joke. She is she's a
0: badass. Oh yeah, she oh, is
2: yeah. a bad Like when I thought it was interesting how like um. You go back. They were talking about um, when it, when Kurt Angle was on like the Stone Cold show, and and mm-hmm. he said like the the most functionally strong person he had ever wrestled was John Cena, mm-hmm. and that's how I think of Bianca Belair. Like functionally strong, mm-hmm. like like yeah, she's she's obviously um, like 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 powerfully built. I guess would be a way of saying like she is she is not petite she is not she's not thin or anything like that but she's also not like she's not like seven feet tall and like you know like andre or anything or or anything like that but i mean you can tell like the strength that she has she can use a hundred percent of it yep and it is kind of, that's what makes it frightening is just seeing that explosiveness come out of a person. You're like, Whoa, okay. Right. <laughs> Dang. Right. You can, you can actually, you know, it's like, you know, the average person uses 20% of their brain. Oh, you're using a hundred. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm just going to go sit in the corner and drool now. Um, i thought uh i thought that uh I, I was not ready to like nikki cross in this match i was <laughs> not ready because i was just like okay yeah we're getting the crazy person and she did the crazy thing and i i i gotta say i did enjoy her entrance where she climbed so that when the, when, the, when they came out for the war games they have little cages yes by the entryway where they have the first person to go into the cage uh, to the main ring Come down, and then everyone else has to wait in the cages, right? And so she comes out, and she climbs on top of the little mini cage, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) then I love how Rhea Ripley is doing like pull ups.
0: Yeah, yeah, in there, and I'm like, then you have that surreal scene. She's doing pull ups, and then Nikki is kind of like slowly, like you know, kind of balancing her way, like Uh you know, with her arms into the cage, like swinging into the cage, so she doesn't Mm -hmm. hit uh, hit um, uh, Rhea. It was just funny oh my gosh it was it was
2: just but when she came in and I mean her her offense meh I mean she does kind of the flailing berserker thing yeah but there were moments when like when she got up on top of the cage and she's just sitting there like laughing I'm like oh my gosh she is such an agent of chaos I'm kind of digging this like if you can find a way to kind of refine this a little bit you could have something really interesting here. Like you just have a wrestler who's neither a heel nor a baby face. Like we'll swing one way or the other, just depending on which
0: way the wind's blowing. Mm-hmm. That could be kind of cool. All right. You know, like, well, she, she is coming off of a gimmick where she was pretending to be a superhero a la the hurricane. Well, and that's right. I've, I forgot that that was the same person I was trying to, uh, I was
2: trying to remember if that was the same person because I was like, is this the superhero? girl or not mm-hmm. but okay so that that actually connects a few dots for me but i really like the fact that she just sat up at the top of the cage was laughing and then she like dove off and stuff yeah um i mean i th- of course bailey was was great i've i've come around big time on bailey's character i think she's so good at, at just kind of like influencing a match without having to be mm-hmm. omnipresent yeah, in in, a, in an environment like that, I thought that was great.
0: I like the whole um, gimmick of her laying a table between the two rings and then sliding yes. the table across the ropes and trapping Bianca. Like first oh, of all, so hit, good hitting Bianca in the gut with it and then kind of trapping her so she can't get out was yeah. was was really well done. Yeah, um, just real quick since you mentioned Nikki Cross, I have a note here. I wrote Nikki Cross is Captain Insano. Oh so- yeah,
2: <laughs> actually more like the Water Boy when, uh, when, uh, when uh, Yeah. <laughs> like that same sort of thing. Um Oh my gosh. I I thought Alexa Bliss actually did really well in this match. Mm-hmm. I I
0: I you know what? Man, all the ladies had a good showing. Oh yeah, minus, minus EO Sky. EO Sky something yeah. was off there. Something was off. Yeah. Although I will say this.
2: Becky Lynch I love me some Becky Lynch. I think I think the character is great. You know, the whole man, the man, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like mystique and all that is great. <sighs> some of her offense just does not look fantastic. Really. You know, like it just it didn't match up because, uh, quite honestly, and and not to not to pull a call, uh, and I am going to put my hands up like Stone Cold always does in a show. Not to you know, but everything else looked really snug. Um, mm. everyone else was was looking real snug in this. Yeah, like, it was there was not a lot of gap in this, and she comes in and it was sort of like eh, it just doesn't look as good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um
0: it was her first match again, back from injury so maybe oh, that has something to do with it no
2: doubt and and i'm and it's and it's a very tough thing to to, to you know kind of get some technical stuff over in this like by the time she got into the match a lot of that technical aspect of the match was was long gone now it's a brawl yeah you know because she was one of the last entrants in um but i mean i got no complaints with this match I, there was a lot of fun going on in there the double suplex from a from Bianca oh yeah was, that was impressive was sick that was impressive um, I'll tell you right now my rating
0: for this four and a half stars nice. four and a half stars out of five
2: nice favorite I, match of the night.
0: I will agree with you on that front. A couple other notes I have um, as I texted Uncle Todd uh, positions three and four for both teams that came in uh, I, I dubbed the honorary Dudley slots because mm. the tables the ladders and and the chairs came out uh, on, oh, yeah. on well no did they, they didn't have chairs in this one the chairs were for the right. guys you're right and, and, so Ke- you and Lord knows and... Kevin Owens had a problem finding him
2: but um <laughs> so need to draw that guy a map he was having some difficulty <laughs> poor,
0: poor Owens uh, but but it, it was kind of funny how how team member three and and team member four were were clearly on on equipment duty, uh, in in this match going under the ring pulling pulling stuff out. Um, I uh, I I was I was looking forward to seeing uh, you know kind of what what was going to be done here. I'll be honest, both of these not to jump ahead to the men's match, but I got to be honest, both of these matches kind of a little subdued with the weapons a little bit. You know, I, I was expecting a little bit more um, just given well, what, what past war games matches have been like. Um, and, but at and- the same time, I the, the weapons,
2: like the tables and the ladders were nice. Like it added something to the match. It elevated it, but it yeah. elevated it just enough. They didn't need a lot of gimmicks. Like they had 10 wrestlers not 10 ladies mm-hmm. not 10 they had 10 athletes in that cage who could all go mm-hmm. yeah a little a little tables little ladders to kind of make things a little more chaotic and really kind of just make you go oh my gosh if this is what you're doing first match of the night what the hell are we in for for the rest of the night
0: but yeah but they, you, they, the they, they don't of, need a lot of it no but, but you the know? history of the format is and and i hate to say that this was, you know, some of what I was looking forward to, because it doesn't paint me in a good light, but, you know, quite honestly, there, there's in, in, in a match like that, there, there's going to be blood. There's going to be a little bit of, of, you know, some of that violence that you don't typically see in a normal match. And that's what I was kind of, now don't get me wrong. We, we got some of it, you know, someone went through, I mean, I think they had a ladder spot with a ladder cracked in half, you know, which, which looked really impressive. Um, yeah, people went that was through brutal. tables that that looked impressive uh, i have a note here and got to call this out Rhea ripley selling the the absolute he double hockey sticks out of uh, oh yeah uh, out, out of uh bianca beller's ddt i mean she was literally standing on her head for a moment after oh yeah. taking that ddt and then just going over i mean it was it was ria ripley incredible is incredible
2: sell job is I, and i've said it before i think like a couple of years ago when we talked about the ladies' division, I don't know, like like with her and Charlotte Flair, how do you not just like how do you get a title off of them? Yeah, they are so physically dominant, and yeah. and, and honestly, like Rhea Ripley has gotten better. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I I I she unabashedly like a monster in that ring, unabashedly follow her on Instagram only because I love how her interactions with fans around the ring like when she's been working with judgment day and stuff like apparently there was one one spot where she got she got thrown out of the ring and she's laying on the mats outside and reached under the barricades and untied someone's
0: shoe (laughs) i remember that yes yes just
2: as a goof i'm like oh my gosh how can you even though she's a heel like how can you not love this person's? like this person is just a performer yeah like it's amazing like she's she's so having fun i'm like that's what you want you at the end of the day you want people to like have be enjoying what they do yeah you know at least
0: i do definitely Definitely. oh yeah she
2: was fantastic in the way that she sold the green the the green mist oh yeah oh my gosh like a million bucks oh yeah like a million bucks yep oh so good and that's again that's what's Uh, it's not just the move it's who's selling it
0: yeah, and, and I'm sorry, it was Becky's DDT, not not Bianca Belair's, but okay. nonetheless, yeah. uh, I have a note, uh, Dakota's double stomp on Mia in the middle of the two rings was crazy, because there's, there's no give in the middle there, so... Oh, yeah, it's just like a diamond plate. That, oh. that was crazy. Um, Becky's leg drop on the trash can was sick. Uh, oh, the
2: du- and then the double
0: leg drop to end? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whoa,
2: that's, a, that's a hell of a long way. I'm uh, sorry.
0: The seven lady- <laughs> that's one of
2: those. That's one of those deals where you're like, you know what, I'm going to take care of people but I'm also going to make sure I land on you because I'm not missing this some bitch and landing flat on my tailbone. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you
0: better be braced. Yeah. Um, the uh, what what was amounting to a seven lady pile up in the corner. I thought they were going to do some like ridiculous like suplex oh, yeah. spot with what all did seven it, what, of I them. I heard but... that
2: called the Tower of Doom or yes. something like that. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was great.
0: Um, oh, Eosky, she did have a moonsault toward the end that was insane. Yeah, uh, that was off the off the top of the cage. That was the top great. Of the cage. That that was that well done. Her. And then, uh, I, I don't remember this vividly, but the Ria Mia ladder spot, whatever that was, uh, uh, maybe that's the one where it split in two. I think that is. Yeah. Uh, was just sick. But yeah, yeah. The finish with Becky, uh, basically putting away the tag champs was, uh, was impressive. So yeah, just, just four and a half stars. I mean, all around, this was a solid, solid outing by, by the ladies on this one.
2: Yeah. And not, and, and the thing is like it, it, I was not bored. I mean granted first match of the night so you're you're fresh going into it and all that. Not a moment when I was bored. I you know, was down which, in my
0: basement doing reorganization work while this was on, you know, just kind of making notes here and there and I was glued to it. Yeah. When it started I was glued to it. I wasn't doing anything other than watching that match and I was like holy crap what is going on here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, just no idea what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is what you want. That's, that's what you watch this stuff for is, you know, the little, the little mini drama to play out and they did it so well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So match number two of the night, mm-hmm. um, it might as well have had John Cleese come out and say, and now for something completely <laughs> different, <laughs> uh-huh. we had AJ Styles versus Finn Balor in a, uh, in a, uh, battle of the bullet club, uh, presidents, I guess you yes. want to call this. Um, you know what I'll say right out front. This to me is the difference between Vince and Triple H or just kind of the way that WWE was almost like doing things on autopilot or the way that they've done them historically, because I've watched a lot of Brian Zane's um, uh, pay-per-view reviews, classic pay-per-views and all that, and you can see in different pay-per-views. Not just WWF or WWE, but WCW and others, they'll do this thing where they'll have like, it seems like every match or like 80% of the matches from a card will have a similar finish. Mm -hmm. And you just wear that out. I am so glad that they put this match second and then allowed allowed Styles and Balor to really just be like, you know what, go out there and do your thing and yep. we're going to give you I don't know how long this match went but it was not a short match for sure
0: no i think it, it probably went about 20 minutes
2: and the first 5 or 7 minutes of this match are pretty slow yep not slow as in like oh my gosh i'm bored but like they took their time and almost like gave you this moment to like it was the it was like that sorbet in mm-hmm. between courses to be like okay come let the let let the adrenaline drain out a little bit now we're on to something new and let us now let us build rather than you expecting we're going to keep you with that high that you were at because it's something totally different um and i think that was that's a great choice in terms of of just booking the matches the way the the way that you did and then also just the choices that that styles and balor made as performers and obviously like really good performers like holy crap yeah i mean these guys are magic you know um and 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 actually, I think it's great how the the match really did. It started off slow, it built throughout, and and then we also got both entourages removed from the situation, mm-hmm. and they stayed removed. Like there was no run in, there was no oh my gosh, they're back or anything like. They just they just brawled out into the crowd, and then they were gone. Yep, yep. And then it's just the two of them. Mm-hmm. I I love that yeah absolutely love that because it's not what i'm used to seeing from wwe in the past you know from what i remember with us watching it was always run-ins and this and that and the other it was great to be just like holy crap a clean finish mm-hmm. no shenanigans no run-ins no this no that like damn it's amazing what you can do when you just let two guys who are really good at what they do do what they do holy crap somewhere vince is like you know grinding his teeth like <laughs> There should have been a chair, you know, or something. Right. You know, couldn't we have had someone levitate in? But, anyways, I, I I enjoyed the hell out of this match. Even though, again, it was like it was a severe downshift,
0: yeah, <laughs> from yeah. the first
2: match. Yeah, it was great. What do you think, sir?
0: Um, no, this this was this lived up to what I hoped it was going to be. It, it was it was a great showcase of both both men and their respective skill um loved how they played up the back and forth um you know a lot a lot of reversals a lot of um you know one point i think um i think my younger son came down and watched some of this match and you know he got a kick out of the the you know them trading pele kicks to each other was was hysterical you know just you know styles landing a solid kick and then you know balor getting up and nailing a similar style kick you know on 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 styles and, and just, you know, just, just seeing how the, how the two of them just kind of, you know, their, their respective, I know I've said styles quite a bit here, but their respective Uh styles, um, you know, really complement each other well. And, um, and, and it was, it was just so, so interesting to, uh, you know, to, to, to see. And so, so I really enjoyed it. Um, thought it was, thought it was really well done and, um, and you know the notes that I just have, you know, you know, great brawl with with you know both both entourages like you said, um, you know, nasty suplex into the turnbuckle by Styles on Balor. Oh, that was fantastic! And, oh, you saw it. I on don't remember back.
2: seeing that. Yeah, in any in any other match, I, I, I'm like, that's the first time I remember seeing that match. And like now, I'm like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, <laughs> like how do I how do I make a suplex more devastating? Yeah, meet a turnbuckle. Yeah, basically. Holy crap! Basically, yeah. And and both of these guys looked like like red as like fully cooked lobsters afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> like Styles' just,
0: chest was oh. all torn up, and Balor's back was all torn up. I mean, they they both looked like absolute hell after the match. And yeah, um, and and you know, honestly, the thing that I found the the, the most impressive, and it's funny to say this, is we had a clean finish. You know, yes. we didn't we didn't have a screwy finish to end this match because we wanted to protect one one or both of them. It mm-hmm. was. Styles was just the better man that night. And that's not a bad thing. It doesn't do anything to Balor. It doesn't make Balor a, a worse competitor. He, he fought, you know, it was a very back and forth and very even match. And, you know, that's sometimes what, what competition is. You just, you have a guy who, or a team who, who gets, you know, just a little bit better than their opponent and they're the ones who win. And so, um, so I, I like the fact that they just went with the, you know, with, with, with the, uh, you know, the forearm finish by, by uh, styles and, and, you know, just landing and solidly landing it. And just, you know, it just came off as a really competitive match between these two guys. and And you came away seeing why they're both, you know, you know, kind of viewed as experts or masters in, in their craft, uh, you know, b- basically because of what they were able to do there. So, so I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a really well done match. I, I gave it a four, uh, four and a quarter stars. It, it, it didn't, you know, the, the, the lady set the bar, it didn't quite meet that bar, but it was, it was, you know, really everything I was hoping it was going to be and, and a little bit more. So I, I had to give it a four and a quarter. I
2: went with a flat four stars just because I, I, I love the match. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those deals where it's like, oh, well, what's the difference between an A and an A plus? Well, in reality, not that much, uh, you know, but in theory, a whole lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it's not even thrown. There's no shade at this. This was a great match. And and if the, this as a main event. Yeah, sure. Put a title in there and that's a main event match. Yeah. And the fact that it was there's no title. Mm hmm just and that you can you can and, and again the crowd was into this yeah it was and it was compelling yeah like you said like no screwy finish and, and it, just, it was just like one guy was the better guy that night mm-hmm. like oh my gosh i could go for another four weeks of this and then give me a rematch of this and then maybe you give me a screwy finish you give me you know give me balor a, a win over it yeah you know and then and then we and then like let's go to a rubber match in in another two months I'm good with that damn that that'd be i i i'm I'm fine with that mm-hmm. like these guys are great, you know and and this is again and not to well, you know what not to dig on vince, but you know what screw vince um you know. <laughs> He did some shady stuff, and he's and he kind of turned out to be a scumbag. Whatever, you know. Vince is going to be fine. He's, you know, I think Vince is all right with his golden parachute that he's taking out of this whole thing. Mm. So I'm, I'm all right taking a couple shots at him. But this is the sort of thing that, like, it's nice to see. Even though, I mean, it's it's kind of funny when we talk about Triple H, you know, and how he he appreciates a talent, and he's he's giving us kind of this this different creative direction. Of course, this is a creative direction that we need to point out. Triple H didn't necessarily do with himself when he was an active wrestler, yeah. as as we've heard from the the quote unquote reign of terror. Mm-hmm. You know, after he's married to Steph, and it's like, oh, gee, imagine that Triple H is going over all the time. Yeah, huh? Imagine that the boss's son-in-law is going over yet again. Um, but man, it's great to see something like this. It is it, just a straight up. Good match. Clean finish. Yes. May I have some more, please? Mm-hmm. Is all I have to say. Mm-hmm. And then after this, uh, well, we we had to hit a little bit of a road bump, a uh, 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 speed bump, I guess you could say. I don't
0: got much to say about this one,
2: honestly. I've got quite a bit to say, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, next up for the SmackDown Women's Championship, we had Ronda Rousey defending her championship against Shotzi. Um. So. Here is my thing. Yeah, I, I man, I, I like Ronda Rousey. However, I don't. However, I, I like Ronda Rousey because um, the fact that I remember Ronda Rousey, like peak Ronda Rousey from MMA when she would give that like that that stare and you knew like the other person is like okay they're they're pretty much dead you know like she had that intimidation factor and was just a badass and then of course that kind of went away and then she went into wrestling and she kind of carried some of that with her the problem that i have here is that basically rousey she gets a strong pop for entrance Mm -hmm. Because people are like, oh my gosh, it's round and rousey. And of course, I mean, that Joan Jett song that they've given her, like, damn, who doesn't like that? You know, like, oh my gosh, that makes me want to get up off my couch and and pump my fist. And I know that if I do that at the age of 46, I'm going to have back problems tomorrow. And I'm still willing to do it. You know, that's that's the level of how over that song is. Just in terms of a rock song, like, damn, that's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Then about and then she kind of stays strong till about two and a half, three minutes into the match. And then all of a sudden she's got go away heat because everyone's like, oh, yeah, and this is what we're getting. So in spite of that deficit that we're working from, um, I actually thought it was a pretty good match overall. I, I actually think it was a pretty good match, mostly because I think Shotzi was carrying a lot of it. And by that I don't mean that she was like getting in all the offense. I think she was making Ronda Rousey look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And I've I've enjoyed um seeing Shotzi a couple of years ago when we when I was actually catching wrestling once in a while. And and I actually enjoyed um oh my gosh, she's now Ruby Soho and AEW, wasn't it Ruby Riot? Yeah. Yep. I, I really liked her because I thought that the two of them were like premier bumpers. They made whoever they were against look like a million bucks. Now, of course, with Shotzi getting into kind of contention for a women's for a championship, now it's like, okay, it's the same Mick Foley thing. Like, you can make everyone else look good, but you now you need to make yourself look good. Um, I think she did a pretty good job here. Uh, she made herself look pretty good, and she really made Rousey look good with her selling of of different submission moves and all that. Good God, Rousey is like not good at getting heel as a heat. Like, I don't know what to. Th- like it feels like uh, anyways um here's the problem with rousey okay please yes yeah, save me for myself here because i feel like i'm digging no a no, hole. no no
0: no and, and and this is why i think she has what what is called go away heat as opposed to actually being a bad guy that that people are invested in wanting to see yeah you know get get their tail kicked is you know she 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 comes out and, and I get what they're trying to do with her. They, they have her play this, this overconfident I'm better than you sort of heel, that is, um, you know, toying with, uh, with Shotzi through most of the match. The problem is when you watch the match, you see that Shotzi is clearly way more skilled than Rousey is. Yeah. And is really, uh, you know, there, there's one point in the match where she tries to do this move and and, and Uncle Todd texts me and like, what the heck was that? Yeah. And, oh, no. And I could tell you right away, seeing the way they were positioning themselves and what Shotzi was trying to do, the way her body was moving, was I think she, they were trying to go for a modified DDT on the outside ring apron, which would have looked devastating. It mm-hmm. would have given the overconfident Rousey character probably, you know, seeing stars and, and, you know, give Shotzi an opening to, to, you know, make a play for, for really beating her. And instead it turns into this like complete car wreck,
2: which yeah, is which and, has and, and, nothing
0: to do with Shotzi and everything to do with Rousey, not, you know, really positioning herself and taking the bump the right way.
2: Well, yeah. Cause she held onto the top rope. That yeah. was something that after, after I read it uh like i think it was on bleacher report their rundown of the thing i'm like oh that's what she did yep. yes yeah yeah so you're to- totally right but i mean they so they, they didn't show a replay of it of course <laughs> of course
0: because you don't want to see the fact that it's like
2: ah you know like her her basically oh, wait you know you mean that looks like the drizzling shats as uncle, uncle oh, corny would
0: say good lord and so yeah and and, and so when and, and what was funny was when Rousey ends up winning, and I forget if she got—I think she got a submission win or something like that. I, I mean, the so crowd yeah. was just booing her because it's just like, you don't belong here. We don't want you here. We want to see, you know, someone like Shotzi win, and we're pissed that 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 she, you know, that you know she she's not the victor here. And and some of that is, you know, maybe to Rousey's credit, playing the overconfidence, but. No, it isn't, no. People do not like to see her, you know, and no. and, and, and I think Well, no, they, they like to
2: see her initially, but then when they then they remember, like, oh, and by the way, you know, oh, Ronda Rousey, hey, yeah, cool entrance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she's a badass, and then, oh, yeah, I forgot, you suck as a wrestler.
0: I think, yeah, I, I think there's a stigma attached to her because she was, you know, rocketed to the top because of who she is, and it'd be one thing if she came in like a Brock Lesnar and and showed an aptitude for the craft because for as much as lesnar has dominated the the men's division over the last decade you know things that i'm reading now about him because i've i've often wondered you know he's he's much of a loner he he you know just comes in to do his work and then leaves and isn't really one of the boys or whatever but he has a real understanding and aptitude for wrestling oh yeah and and you know, outright refuses to do some things sometimes because he doesn't believe it's the right thing to do because of what would work for the crowd. Not, not about putting himself over, but what would work as a dynamic for the crowd. Which actually
2: plays into an interview with Heyman when he talked about when he first started talking with Brock about stuff. Yeah. And, and the, and like the first couple opponents that he picked after, after working with Heyman. And it was like, it was like Funaki. Mm -hmm. And I forget, like, there's a couple, like, like, smaller guys. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and, and he was like, Oh, you think he's a big muscle headed dummy?
0: He's not. <laughs> no, no. He, he understands the business and, and what you need to do to have really good dramatic matches. Now, somewhere along the way, and I, and I'll blame Vince cause he was at the helm. You know, a lot of the back and forth that he had with Roman Reigns was just strange. Like some of those matches were just strange. Mm-hmm. had strange endings to them, made no sense whatsoever. I don't think it's Brock's fault, right? But yeah. Rousey goes in there and however they're they're positioning her, it, it just isn't working. And they need to do some sort of something else with her. They, they need to either rebuild her character or rebuild, you know, some aspect of, of her as a character so that she can come across with the fans, not necessarily as a face or as a heel, but just as someone who you actually care about seeing wrestle
2: well so i like the idea that they paired her up with oh my gosh what's her oh what's Shayna the, Baszler.
0: i think that's Shayna phenomenal Baszler. i think that's a phenomenal pairing however the problem
2: is neither one of them can talk worth a damn well neither one of them are, yeah. are good promo neither one of them are good like trash talkers like rhea ripley is a good trash talker like you listen to her and like even just r- people like yelling out in the crowd where someone was like i'm your poppy and she just turns like no you're not and just the way that she said it like the phrasing and the tone and this is off mic yeah this is just like a off-the-cuff reaction to someone mm-hmm. in the crowd like behind her and i'm like oh my gosh she just delivered a 10 performance like ronda rousey wishes she could have that kind yeah. of a moment on the mic yeah the uh, uh, the two of them together are great um but oh my gosh, if, if one of them could actually talk, or uh-huh. one of them could actually get heel heat in the correct way, yeah, so that it becomes like I, I want to see this person get beat rather than just like just go away, yeah, just leave us, right? That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I some fi- people
0: have done the overconfident champion very well, you know, oh, like totally I've, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle. I mean, I I've been watching a few like clips and things from AEW. You know, if you look at Kenny Omega, um, phenomenal arrogant heel phenomenal mm. but goes into the ring and has these amazing matches with his opponents and and puts on a real show and it isn't a one-sided affair it's it's you know it very much has a rick flair kind of vibe at times where he you know gets his tail kicked but comes back and and you know is because of the excellence of who he is as as a wrestler mm-hmm. you know really like like I, I, can't articulate it the right way, but some guys know how to project that, or some wrestlers know how to project that really well. Yeah, and and he's one of those people. Rousey is not. Rousey comes out, and she looks like sometimes she's going through the motions. She looks yeah. like she doesn't. She doesn't look comfortable sometimes. And you know, and 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 it, it, honestly, there was a real difference in body language be, between her and Shotzi. Shotzi looked oh, like totally. confident and. Even when she was getting her tail kicked, you know, she she just there there there's a confidence that's there in in what yes. she's doing, and I don't see it in Rousey, and and I don't know you know what they need to do for her, but this one I had the fewest number of notes for because I'm I went back to reorganizing my cellar, um, oh, and 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 I gave this one two and a half stars. I I'm like en- enough. I'm I'm I did not like this match at all. It it sadly it was a title match, but it was just a poorly executed one and and uh something needs to be done with rousey she she needs to somehow change some aspect of who she is and what she's doing in there and get more comfortable because she just doesn't i i don't know it doesn't seem like she is so here's the thing
2: i i agree with you um i think however all that being said in the as much as as much shade as i've thrown at rousey i think it made sense for her to retain and for her to get the to get the sure. win here. Sure. Um, because it would have been weird if Shotzi had won it. It would have been another repeat of when um what's her face? Nikki Cross mm-hmm. got the championship kind of and then and then held it and that didn't end up going anywhere because you don't really have anywhere to go with that character yet. Yep. Um so I think it, it makes sense, and then maybe this is going to develop into more of a feud and we can eventually get to a point where Shotzi does take the belt. Yep. Um, or maybe just that she gets more into that realm and be you know we see something go on with that down the road Mm -hmm. um i think the smartest and i and i think this is might be where they're at especially considering that uh we have someone who's more willing to kind of go in a different direction now uh, running creative Uh, you you have to utilize rousey right now
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because i'm guessing that they have a significant financial investment in her i'm guessing that she's still selling merch um Like I said, like the first, the entrance in the first few minutes, yeah, you're getting a pop. Um, But you got to figure some way to get the belt off her because you put the belt on her or, well, Vince put the belt on her, whoever put the belt on her. And now you got to figure out a way to get it off of her that isn't going to completely burn that bridge, but is also going to elevate the next person instead of just be like a hot potato and like, you know, we got to get it off this person because they're horrible. Mm -hmm. Here's the idea that I think what they should do after they get the belt off of Rousey. And 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 Paul, if you're listening to this, take this one for free. After this, you know, if you want to cut me in for a little bit of the gross, whatever, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not too proud to take a check. What I think they ought to do is after they get the belt off of Rousey, they ought to come, have her come out and her and Shayna cut a promo where they're going to still play that we're better than everyone else and just go pure MMA. And so you know what? Now everyone's on the list. We are going to run down our list and we are going to show everybody here what what real fighting is and have them come out and just ambush people mm-hmm. and, and put them into submission holds, knock them out, whatever. Like just pure MMA straight up, like knockouts or submission. And that's what it's all about. And they just and, and they go through the entire division trying to do, face heel doesn't matter. They're just trying to take everyone out. and maybe even it goes to a couple of the guys. That would be a gimmick that you could then kind of keep them out of the, 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 the title picture and still keep them active. Other than that, I don't know what you do, because at this point, I don't think Rousey is really going to learn any new tricks. I just don't. Well, She's been in the business this long. I mean, is she really going to turn over a new leaf? That's like the one, that'd be like the one last chance. Like if you can't get over with this, I don't care how much merch you're selling. We got to let you go. Yeah. Cause you're just a, or, or you know what? You can keep, you can keep pulling in those checks, but you know what? We, You're not getting within sniffing distance of a title.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think your idea is a good one. I I think it would establish, it, it has the potential to establish her in a similar way of what Lesnar is, because there mm-hmm. there is you know where where she lacks in size in terms of what Lesnar has naturally in terms of size. it would establish her as a legit, you know, kind of you know real real badass in terms of fighting. And I think that's the problem is Rousey was rocketed to the top too quickly. Mm-hmm. She didn't and 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 you said she's been in the business for a while. she really hasn't. Which is, I think, her problem. She she's well, only she's only she had a year run, and then she disappeared to have a kid, and then true, she came yeah. back.
2: Yep. Which means nothing wrong with having a kid. No no, <laughs> no, no,
0: no, and yeah, not at all. But but the point is, put a few years in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like like be around it, and don't be rocketed to the top right. You know, right away.
2: Yeah, I guess what my point is that she's been around long enough now, and with with her age, I mean, yeah. she's not a spring chicken. Yep. At what point, and and also with the massive amount of financial, you know, assets that have been thrown her way, mm-hmm. what motivation is there for her to really change? To, and, to, or to maybe, which, quite
0: honestly, then then she shouldn't be in the business. Honestly, like,
2: well, if, that's, there's a lot of folks who shouldn't be in the business if that's the case.
0: Like Lesnar comes in and gets his paycheck, right, and 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 does his one match or or you know comes in for a few shows, but he's. you you know, he, he's doing what I think makes sense for the business, you know what I mean? And for what he needs to do in terms of the person he's working with.
2: Well, yeah, he's kind of that rare exception. Right. For sure. And,
0: and I, I just, and and I'm, and I'm saying this only because there, there was definitely a difference in, in, in the reaction she got from the crowd than, than other villain characters that night. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was just legit disgust, like just, Enough. We we don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, and and it's a shame, and and it is a shame because I think they could be doing some really good stuff with her and Basler together. Honestly.
2: Oh yeah, totally. So yeah, as a tag team, or or just as a as a couple of people who are just going out and just want to kick some ass. Now they're just pissed. Right. right. And, and it's like I don't even care about a title anymore because your title that would be actually the greatest thing it should come out. I don't even care about your titles anymore because they're fake. I don't even want them anymore. I just want to make people tap, mm-hmm. tap or take a nap yep that's it
0: well exactly like put some distance between her and in championships have her create an aura about herself you know i look at a guy like samoa joe who's in aew right now samoa joe was respected because when he comes down to the ring you know he is not you know a a muscular specimen but he is a guy (laughs) who comes down looks like he's you know, just, you know, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, goes yeah. out there and has really good matches with people. And 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 that's the key is having really good matches. And, and I think that's what mm-hmm. plagues Rousey is. She doesn't have really good matches. She goes out and she does her MMA stuff with people who, you know, try just- to make her look good.
2: Which is fine, but yeah, you have to get the other side of it. Exactly. Totally.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like that's how you build, you know, one of the reasons why styles and Balor was so good is there was, there was really good give and take. There was really good back and forth. There was complimentary, you know, styles, um, of, of, you know, moves and, and, and ways that they were working. And it just, it was a very different match. It felt like, you know, I mean, even when we get to the triple threat match here, that had a better rhythm, you know what I mean? Like, there just wasn't a rhythm in this match. and Yeah. And, and it, you know, I, I feel for the Shotzi character because, you know, it could have been a real character builder for her. And and it really, you know, at the end of the day, she looked good, but, I mean, it didn't well, do much for her I think it was a real character. character builder. I, th- I think that she still managed
2: to look good. I, and I gave All this right. a rating of a three stars. All right. Which is, you might, I mean, I, and I think your rating is totally appropriate. I'm giving this, and an, I would have normally uh being less uh, granted this is my first pay-per-view back so maybe I'm a little bit optimistic and giddy um but I I probably inflated this rating by an entire star solely based on Shotzi's skill at selling and making Rousey look as good as she did Mm. because I think Rousey actually looked fairly good considering what I was seeing Uh, just and from just experience of like uh, like I'm no wrestling expert, but I'm like, ooh, your opponent really helped you there. Mm-hmm. You know, they they really made that look good. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm actually probably inflating that entire star rating just on Shotzi's ability to make Rousey look good. So yeah, yeah, yeah totally get what you're saying.
0: Man, I thought that Rousey was Rousey one was going to go really quick. I didn't realize we were going to spend 25 minutes.
2: <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For being a match I didn't care about, we talked an awful lot about it.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, well, let's move right on to oh. our next match, which was a triple threat match for the United States Heavyweight Championship, which I, I do, I love how they're billing this now mm-hmm. as the, the U.S. Heavyweight Championship, trying to elevate it. Oh, yeah. Um, Although I feel like it's in danger of, like, overshadowing the Intercontinental title, which was, like, the, the top second tier title i mean well it was the only second tier title for mm-hmm. god only knows how long until we got the european title which now i'm pretty sure is that is that even a thing anymore no. is that just like no. nxt europe or something
0: um, um they might have a uk title but i thought they okay they i I don't know they introduced and then defuncted a bunch of titles within a short span so i'm not sure yeah
2: but uh th- so this was seth rollins as the champion uh, i'm sorry pardon me seth freaking rollins mm-hmm. uh, the champion defending against bobby lashley Oh, and oh, oh my gosh <laughs> Seth Rollins I can't even get to the intro and Tim's and the, and the man they call Tim is singing the Seth Rollins theme which quite honestly was great because the Boston crowd just randomly would start singing that oh, oh yeah in the middle of the match and and Rollins was playing it up like conducting like they were the Boston pops I oh, was yeah. like it was gorgeous and it's one of those moments where I'm like this is why wrestling can be so great because in it's it, it gets back to some of that old school like sports mentality of like it plays into like the like the european soccer thing like the like you know the oh yeah um ole, ole, ole. Right, like right. all yeah, the yeah, different yeah. songs and the chants oh, and yeah. all that and like the old school like mentality like the in the 80s of like you know when you get like chants in the arena because they didn't have the or they didn't have all the sound clips and all that and, like to me, that was like so amazing that that just happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're doing it. Anyways, I haven't even gotten through the whole intro here. So Seth Rollins against Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. Uh, this match, again, it was a great... It was Thank God for this match because this really pulled me out of the doldrums after the last match. Um, but I got to tell you right out front, I love the bit where Rollins went and then tossed Theory right out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then was like jaw jacking with Lashley. Austin Theory climbs back in the ring and they're just jawjacking back and forth, Lashley and Rollins, and then Lashley throws Austin Theory <laughs> out in the ring. Yes. I was like, you know yes. what? Quite honestly, I think they missed an opportunity there because I would have liked to have seen that go longer, like mm-hmm. another two or three rounds of that, where they're just having a match. And every time Austin Theory goes to get in the, get in the ring, one of them is just like, not nah, out. <laughs> oh, he <yeah. laughs> just yep. keel hauls him out of the ring. Yep. That was so great. It was almost as good as like when in like Marvel movies where uh, where Hulk ends up like like punching Thor out of frame. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was a nice, it was a nice kind of way to start that match and, and have that sort of moment where like the third guy gets removed, but gets it done in sort of a comic way. So it's not like that. Okay. Now he's going to kill five minutes outside the ring with an injury or something. It was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that was great. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's man. It was such a contrast in styles. Oh yeah. You know, like like Rollins, I felt like can kind of do everything. I think Theory has his his bit of turf. Lashley certainly has like that super you know not super heavyweight but like that just power move. Oh set. yeah, yeah. But I th- I think he worked really well with both of these guys, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of. Why in the hell does nobody have the flexibility to actually set up and take a pedigree correctly these days? Like, my God, Seth Rollins trying to deliver a pedigree to Bobby Lashley, I would have had a better chance of doing that to a wooden picnic table than than Bobby Lashley. Like, I, I understand, like, the dude is just, like, all muscle, like, one and a half percent body fat, but good God, like, loosen up a little. I'll, you know like do so, like some stretches before you go out or something because i mean he could barely like get in position so that rollin's like Nyeh! he's like trying to like mount a horse you know like swing that <laughs> other <laughs> leg up over like that ham hock of a neck that lashley has and i'm like and then he barely like as he as he cr- kind of crumples to the ground because he can't take it clean because his 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 musculature can't move that quickly. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, dude, that's a theory. Don't do it to Lashley. Like, find another move. Like, Lashley can't bend that way. Um, but it was. I I thought it was an overall solid match. Like, it was actually a very entertaining triple threat match, which is one of my least favorite types of matches because, like I always say, it's like it's a one on one match with a third guy that has to disappear, Mm -hmm. and that's just it rotates through who that third guy is. I felt like they did a good job of not really doing that in this match to a degree where I felt like it was so noticeable. Did you feel the same way or did I miss something?
0: No, no. I, I, I thought, um, I thought this match had, had such a, like you said, it was such a difference from, from the prior one. And, and I felt like all three brought an intensity and an energy to it. You know, that, that was just, you know, palpable. And, mm. Um, like, like you said, from, from the beginning, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know treatment of theory and then you know just just the way the action just kind of kept going and you know i mean i I made a note at one point you know rollins you know just insanely just leaping out of both sides of the ring you know he'd go to one side and he'd leap out and nail ashley and then he'd crawl in the ring and run to the other side and nail theory and then he'd do it again oh my gosh that was so great i mean it was just it was just like one thing after another and it just felt Oh, and then then him breaking up the pin attempt yes like
2: coming out of frame yes oh Oh my god! Yep. I, I popped so hard for that! I jumped up off the couch. Yep. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! That's unreal!"
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and and just the way they kind of chained moves together. Um, you know, I made a note. You know, I think it was kind of toward the end, but you know, Theory was trying to pin Lashley. Um, I think Rollins broke it up and then theory and then Lashley puts him in the hurt lock and I, I mean and, and when then, at one
2: point he had both of them in the hurt lock, that's, which was oh, kind yeah, of yeah, the, yeah.
0: That, that's what it was. It it was it was the double hurt lock.
2: That's right. Yeah, that was a little lame that because was it, it was like you guys should have really tested that out backstage because Bobby's arms aren't that long. Like well,
0: it, it was like the inverse of the pedigree problem, right? It's yeah. like because of his musculature, he could actually pull that off. You know, it's like Yeah, uh, true. Very true. Very true. I could see him like, uh,
2: I'm gonna do this to you. And the other guy's like, I don't know if that's a, I'm gonna do this to you. I'm like, Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever you say, Bobby, we'll give it a try. Well, because <laughs> otherwise you're gonna you're gonna like twist me into a
0: pretzel. And and the finish though felt so natural because you you had Lashley hitting the spear falling over to the side, not like, like everything about what happened to him just felt organic. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he's recovering from the move. He can't get up fast enough and theory just the, the opportunist just gets, you know, gets on Rollins, gets the pin and, uh, and and really kind of reaps the benefits of what happened, you know, between his two opponents and really nothing that he did. And so, um, well, who was it what was it
2: that uh, so it was Rollins stepped on Lashley or Theory to do a stomp on the other one
0: uh, I think it might have been Lashley because he did it to Theory I, no okay
2: yeah yeah that yeah, was yeah that was an amazing moment when you saw like the like again talking about Forrest Whitaker like you see him thinking things out and in real time and you're oh like, yeah he's like you could just see him kind of perk up like oh this is gonna be so awesome yes Yeah. Like his character. Like I'm like, that was a great moment. But yeah, I totally agree. It was it, you know, it was one of those things where I wanted Seth Rollins like, and I mean, let's face it, like, okay, so if you're listening to this, and you've listened this far, and you're not a wrestling fan, first of all, thank you. Um, thank you so much for indulging us. we We really do appreciate it. We'd really appreciate it. I mean, maybe you're stuck in a car with someone who really enjoys this podcast, in which case, thank you and we're sorry. Um, but it, you know, it, like if you're you know, if you're a Mark, that means that you're just kind of like a fan and you don't know what's going on. If you're if you're smart then you you kind of you know, you kind of understand what the business is behind the scenes, you know, even being smartened up to all of this stuff. I wanted Seth Rollins to win. Like I was I was more on the Mark side of that. Like I I wanted him to win. Like it it, yeah. it genuinely pulled me into being back into a pure fan to to a to a, a very real degree. But yet so theory going over, getting the win, kind of like shocked me and pissed me off a little bit. And then I realized afterwards, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you got me! Yeah, you yeah. actually <laughs> got me! Like, damn like, you,
0: that way to go!" And, and you know. They, and there were boos in Boston, but again, and they were almost boos with a smile. Going, like you could almost yeah. see, like, "Boo!" Like, damn it, you got us. Going back to the Rousey match, it was a different feel to it. You know, this this wasn't theory yeah. getting booed because they they were they were pissed off and and didn't want to see him. He, you, you know, like, and I don't know how how much you kind of saw come coming in, or I don't think they really previewed a lot of what's been going on with him. But he 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 cashed in his money in the bank for the U.S. title he lost. Well, yeah, was, he was
2: Vince's boy for a while. It, right, he was it, like-
0: it was viewed as this you know, like ridiculous thing. Why would you have his character do this? It looks so stupid, but, but this has been an inflection point for his character. His character was, you know, overconfident and, and goofy and doing, you know, all these selfie things and trying to be like, you know, Mr. Whatever. And now he is this focused individual. I mean, you know, he's, he's still about himself and he's still playing that kind of heel character, but there's there there's a little more stank in his step you know and and yeah. and he's 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 out to prove something and so he's
2: developed a mean streak
0: exactly and so yeah which I kind
2: of got in this without without knowing I mean I knew a little bit of that but again the, the best storytelling is the stuff where you can get limited information and go yep gotcha yeah yeah and I got it Yep. totally got it yep. yeah no and and the one thing I will say though that Theory needs to do is he needs to ditch all that like that roll into every move. Mm-hmm. Oh, son of a bitch. I wanted to punch him so hard. And not like in a in a in a heel way. That was like go-away heat territory for me, where I'm like, okay, enough with the rolling. Just do the move. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. do the move. Like save that for once. I saw him do it like two or three times in this match. I'm like, all right, enough. Mm-hmm. Enough. I hope Triple H like takes him backstage and like is like, come here, show me your hand. And hits him with a ruler like, <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. That Austin. That Austin. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> so I gave this three and three quarter stars. I, I I really enjoyed this match. I did not enjoy it as much as the Styles Balor match, but damn close. It was, it was still way above average and and very entertaining for me.
0: All right. I, I actually, how about you, sir? I actually went uh, four and a half on this one. Damn!
2: Look at you getting all generous. I am. I, I You must. Have, you must have jumped upstairs from some Thanksgiving leftovers right before this one to make you that happy. Well,
0: I think I might have had some some leftover meatballs from our uh, appetizer ah, meal on Friday. So, uh, but no, it, it, I I really enjoyed the match. I, I it brought such an energy to it, and and I think you, you know the outcome of it. Uh, You know, elevating the the youngster, and in you know, just kind of the storytelling that went on in the match with him being kind of dismissed by the two veterans and and so forth, I think was just really well done. And, you know, know, again, just, just the energy and dynamic of the match was just so different from anything else on the card. And, and I, and it worked, the three of them just worked so well together. And so I, I felt it was, uh, you know, it was on par with the women's match. It, it had that energy to it. It had that action to it. Um, Just a little bit different. And uh, yeah, I, I, I felt uh, it was worthy of the four and a half.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I can't really, disagree with your assessment. I, I I feel like this is this is a continuation of the feud. This wasn't a blow-off. Like yeah. I could definitely see this carrying onward and being very interested in going down the road, which is what you want. You you exactly. want some feuds to end and you want others to just continue. Exactly. And, and this is to me is like, oh, this is the next chapter. Mm-hmm so after this we come to the final match of the night uh this is the men's war game match which features the bloodline which is of course roman reigns the usos and the honorary uh us Sami Zayn, versus kevin owens drew mcintyre and the brawling brutes oh and i'm, I'm sorry solo sokoa on the side of the bloodline i, yes. I don't know how i forgot that dude
0: um i guess you know he don't talk that much <laughs> he's, he's, no cool. he, he's they're definitely grooming him with that samoa joe kind of vibe you know like he, he's, he's quiet but no he's scary oh yeah oh yeah um
2: but uh you know so first of all um you know i know I'm, I'm i'm out front with saying that the the women's war game match was was for me by far the my favorite of the night uh and i felt like this one wasn't not anticlimactic I would have been happy swapping those two matches and having the women's war games match be the the blow off of the night I think it hmm. would have been you would have blown the freaking roof off of that place um I I get that they were really focused on the Sami Zayn J Uso dynamic they did it well um but this match took an awfully long time to get going an awfully long time to get going Mm -hmm. didn't have the same energy as a women's match um i get that they were really trying to get over the the whole hand and joint manipulation with butch and jay uso and i get that like at home that makes me squeamish Uh like that is watching that stuff makes me uncomfortable yeah yeah (laughs) in a very real manner because i'm like are, are, are we getting into real territory here? Because that looks like that's not the way I would want to be bent in any and under any circumstances. We're not meant to bend that way. <laughs> yeah, whether you're paying me or not, or whether we're friends or not, like I don't want to do that. Um, I just I, I think the downfall of that is it's not the same for the the crowd in the arena. And you could feel that the arena lost a lot of – the crowd in the arena lost energy because even though mm. they're watching it on the, on the big screen, it's not the same as when you're watching it at home. Yeah. And I, yeah. I felt like that's – you lose a little bit of that. Um, granted, I mean it, it, it worked and it really played it up, but I felt like it dissipated, it dissipated the energy Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. What what do you think? Because you're 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 a big fan of like technical and, and, and all of this stuff. What did you think of that beginning of the match?
0: Well, I, I, I actually liked it because of the fact that it was, you know, again, kind of showcasing where the war games concept can go that, you know, the the first really 30 minutes of the match are really what sort of damage can I do to my opponent? Mm. So that when we do get into the phase, which I you know, we haven't talked about this yet, but I absolutely love when the last person enters in the announcers like the war games have begun. And I'm like, oh, seriously, by the way, by the way, yes, serious
2: props to the the ring announcer. And I feel ashamed. I don't know her name. I don't either, unfortunately. But oh, my gosh. Oh, she brought it not not necessarily it, it, you know what i'm not gonna even try and compare to the think because the think is in his own category there was it was a different time and age oh my gosh she brought it
0: oh yeah yeah and
2: and had like and like almost like yeah she was amazing Oh, she
0: put some stank on it no doubt no oh doubt. yeah
2: there was like she, there was a fifth gear that she would hit when and i'm like oh, oh my yeah. gosh yeah vince at home is like you know even if he's not watching this like a little tingle <laughs> goes like, up his spine. <laughs> <laughs> that's mine um but yeah she was fantastic yeah. oh my gosh yeah. she needs i hope she got an extra payout you know <laughs> just yeah. be like you know what here's five percent extra you 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 brought a little something extra <laughs> you had you had a little something you had a little something that you were saving mm-hmm. like it um I, I felt like the so so
0: just 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 oh, sorry so, Go ahead. no no just just to finish my thoughts so I I like the beginning and how they're doing the manipulation part the the joint manipulation part the problem yeah. is and I think this is sometimes where the war games concept struggles a little bit because you have to book it the right way the faces the good guys had had the advantage yeah so when you have two good guys in the ring against a bad guy they're there needs to be a little juice to it, and and I think the problem was that even though it was Jay Uso in the ring, and he was with Butch, who I mm-hmm. it really bothers me to say Butch because his name is Pete Dunn. He was known as Pete Dunn for six years <laughs> at NXT, and they just Vince decided to call him <laughs> Butch. Something I hope Triple H rectifies here soon.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, I, it seems like the <sighs> Wall and roots are getting a little a little traction, so I think he might be Butch for a while.
0: And I don't know if they just put a lot of stock in in like what you just said that that yeah the the brutes are over the crowd clearly loves them, but when it's two of them in the ring pounding the crap out of you know Jey Uso I I just don't know that that carried the right amount of you know juice for it you know what I mean like and yeah and, and so when Sammy so when when it comes for for the Bloodline to have their first member come out. Everything about what happened in that smaller cage was absolutely hysterical and right on point. <laughs> Especially Roman Reigns chair. Like where did that come from? Well first did, of all, did Heyman bring it out with him and we just did didn't notice? From second of all, why would he sit? I mean, he he's going to start cramping up the muscles oh, against yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways.
2: Well, and the, the, the funny thing is, actually, too. I remember, and and I remember, like, uh, the fact that Heyman wears the belts over his shoulders. <laughs> yes, I just remember the fact that he talked about in one of his interviews, like how he had to, like, when CM, like when he was with CM Punk, and he's his advisor, that he didn't have to say anything. He's like, because Punk would say it all. So every time he would talk about the championship, he would just hold up the championship. He's like, and after like a couple minutes, that's really friggin' heavy. <laughs> And so now the fact that he has both titles on the shoulder I'm like, well cuz Paul's like I ain't holding those damn things up. That's a workout. I'm not doing that. But it's like so he's got he got he's got both titles. He's got Roman Reigns like little like chili pepper lay, whatever the hell that is. And then uh, did he did he also have a folding chair coming out? Like where did the chair I want to know where the chair came from. I don't from. know,
0: but but Roman was the only one sitting and yeah. uh, and and so Uh, you know, so, so the other Uso brother is ready to jump out there and and he holds him back, tells him, no, no, you stay here. And he points to Sammy's like, you go because Mm -hmm. Sammy's beefing with Jay. And, and, and that's the thing, this whole match is so centered around that, 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 you know, um, disconnect or, or, or the beef that was going on with Jay and Sammy and it may have been to the detriment of the match, you know. Like I
2: think yes. The
0: storyline is good, and and I'll, I'll get into why you know the ending was was actually much better than I think, you know, people give it credit for. But, um, but I think people, when you send Sammy, the man in, they call Tim, means Uncle Todd. <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it. Oh, well, um, right. Sorry, but, but but to send <laughs> twenty years,
2: <laughs> you don't need to be nice. But to, it's all right. But to
0: send Sammy in as as the number two.
2: Yeah.
0: Sammy's great, but it, I don't know that it, you know, it, it doesn't elevate the emotion of the crowd because even though Sammy and Jay are at odds, they're not fighting each other. You know what I mean? And, And they're fighting these other two guys and they don't really have this, you know, really vicious beef going on. So to me, that's kind of what was lacking a little bit was the drama, you know, the, you know, the, the, as Paul Heyman would say, why are these four men going to tear each other apart. You know what I mean? And, and that I think is what we were struggling with a little bit was, was the why we, we didn't have, you know, some, some real strong, um, storylines amongst some of the other characters, because this was kind of, you know, the brawling brutes and Shane and and McIntyre and Owens was this kind of cobbled together team yeah Sheamus had the biggest beef because he had been brutalized by the by the bloodline but yet he was the last one to come into the match you know what I mean well
2: I mean Drew McIntyre's also got a, a beef because he was supposed to, he oh, you know that enough. whole thing with with Roman Reigns <laughs> yeah I here's here's the thing I think that it, and and I and I texted this to you in the middle of the show I was like and actually you know right after the the triple threat match I was like unless this last match absolutely sucks this has got to be one of the best pay-per-views i've ever seen and i don't mean that in terms of like oh my gosh a holy bleep moment or or this and that and the other just as far as like solidly booked all the way through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like all killer no filler like there wasn't a ton of interviews that led to no nothing like all the all the backstage segments that they had meant something and, and drove towards something now i think the problem they had here is that in and of itself like this match solid yeah you know i I, i've got no problems with it as far as an opener or even middle of the card or, or, or 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 you know second to last on the show no problem but you put it in the main event and then you you're expecting a little something more and they and it really they didn't have that little something more Excuse me. They didn't have that little something more that they could give, right? Because it was it was really about Jay and Sammy. Yes, and and Jay and Sammy and Ke- and Kevin Owens and Sam- really. Yeah, and
0: Sammy and Kevin. And I'll be honest, I I had read rumors that Owens was planned for this match might be out because of a knee injury. Mm-hmm. When he came out, his ring attire. I have never seen him wear those kind of pants before.
2: So you're thinking there was a, a heavy-duty brace involved. I'm
0: wondering if he was more hurt than they let on. Could be because I mean, he, now, did he
2: really go over above and beyond in this match? I don't remember a ton of high spots with him. I mean, he was—I no. think he was solid in the match. I don't—I don't remember there was anything where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, That dude, looks like he's a—he's no, like and, one and a half legs." And the
0: thing is, he—he—he he, he was doing you know some high-action stuff, but I'd have to go back and watch the match again to see like his movement, the, what he was doing specifically. You know, I, I I texted Uncle Todd and said, you know, watch, you know, I, I'm calling it, Owens is going to do something crazy. Owens didn't do anything crazy. He stayed on the ground. Yeah, we had that one senton. Yeah, he he
2: did a senton. And even that wasn't a, well, that wasn't normally, you know, that's usually like a fairly mild move for him. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's off of a forklift. Yeah. As we saw in another pay-per-view.
0: Yeah. And so, I don't know if something was up with him, but, um but I, I'm wondering if for storyline purposes they were able to get him in in kind of a reduced capacity to just kind of get you know, get the story over the hump in terms of what they were trying to do for this event. Um, but that, that was something I noticed is, is, you know, mm-hmm. his, his attire, you know, the, the pants that he wore was very different from what he typically wear. He normally has these sort of baggy shorts that he wears to the ring. And well, they played it off as,
2: as like the dusty roads thing, yeah. you know, like he was paying tribute to dusty roads, which I'm like, well, I mean, then you got polka dots, but I mean, I guess it was also like the, the jeans. I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, maybe it's the NWA dusty roads, right. That He was paying homage to the WCW version who was not polka dotted.
2: Yeah. But I mean even then I think he was still in regular trunks and then like the cowboy boot boots. Anyways, we don't need to get in the ring attire. But no, I totally get where you're going with it. That. that that but, would make sense. But
0: but that that's where this match kind of fell maybe a little short of my expectations was I was expecting there to be some crazy high spots, you know, considering the Usos, considering Owens was in the match. Um I was assuming there was this was going to be much more vicious, you know, because of the fact that these these two, you know, these 10 men are are just like at war with each other, you know, like, like the bloodline. And, and you heard this when Seamus came down to the ring, the bloodline storyline wise had broken his arm, you know, and, and yeah. so he had a recovery period, he came back. So I was just expecting there to be a little more vitriol and a little more nastiness in this match than what maybe we got with the women. And well, and instead and a, it, it was, it was a, you know, the action was solid. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. It's just, I think I may have set my, my bar a little high for what we actually got.
2: Well, and I think this is the problem that we run into is because the default has been for so long yeah, that the men's division is the main event. Women's division is sub main event, occasionally main event. Like we, we, uh, when was it that we had the main event, uh, you know, women's main event at WrestleMania. That wasn't this past year. It was the
0: year before, wasn't it? Uh yeah, it was a couple of years ago with yeah, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Yep. Yeah. That's just the default. Mm-hmm.
2: And unfortunately you found yourself with the default being a storyline that you're truly really trying to push that overall, you know, it involves two of the the top titles in the company and and the top Guy, some of the top guys in the company, but unfortunately, it's not the most compelling match. The most compelling match was the was the women's the women's war games match. Second would be AJ Styles. Third would be the Triple Threat for the U.S. Championship match. Mm -hmm. This is the fourth most compelling match on the on the card. And then, even though it's the fifth match, I'm going to put the Ronda Rousey Shotzi match at like eight. Because I can think of at least a couple other matches just off the top of my head <laughs> that we that would be more compelling than that one. Yeah. So you're but you're on you're in this position where, well, Reigns has got the top two belts in the company. It's got to be the main event. And you booked yourself into this point where you're like, well, we've got to do it. And 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 I think given those constraints, they still managed to deliver a, a, a solid match. Like, quite honestly, on any pay-per-view that Vince was booking, this would still have been the match of the night. <laughs> yeah. Considering what else was going on. It just so happens that the product has been elevated, and now we're in a different era. Um, I think that, I think that you know, some of the stuff that was done was not necessarily high. Some of the best stuff in this match was not the high spots. And, and that might be another thing that makes it a little bit weird. Sammy breaking up the official's count, like just grabbing his arm, not pulling him out of the way, not either, just grabbing his arm and stopping him from making the third tap. And then the, the, just the pause of the official looking at him, Sammy looking at the official, looking at, at the other guys. That moment, like, I don't, reckon, I don't remember really seeing anything like that to me that was very unique and it was it was like okay that's interesting but then of course sammy then giving the kick to ko and then the bloodline getting the win you know basically opening the door like okay jay hit the splash get the pin yeah and then and doing that and then proving himself like that all made it it, the thing is this match made sense it wasn't like it was it was bad because it was off the rails, wacky and stupid. No, the entire match made sense. It just wasn't as good and compelling as some of the other matches, but it mm-hmm. had to be the main event because it's Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So you, you kind of booked yourself into a little bit of a corner and you're like, well, maybe maybe we can make it emotional enough at the end that people will kind of view it as a whole Yeah, <laughs> and be like, oh, it was a great pay-per-view. And it was. It was a, it was a fantastic pay-per-view. No regrets watching it and spending the time, um, but overall, I I give this a three and a half stars. It was it was it was not my favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it's it's fourth in compellingness. Um, but it was still really well done. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, having some time to to process it and and think about it, I I ended up giving it four stars. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I. You know what? What I think really did it for me was, as much as the Sammy, Kevin, Jey Uso story kind of maybe took away some of the expectations I had for the amount of violence and, and maybe high spots they were gonna do. I, I liked how they played off of this. I mean, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have been going back and forth for for decades now. And, yeah. and I say decades, <laughs> seriously, is almost 20 years. I mean, they, they've been going up and down the roads together, you know, since the early 2000s. And so there's a lot of history there. And they leverage that history really well in this match because
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was that moment when, you know, you're wondering, is Sami going to going to turn on the bloodline or or not you know and then you know like you said when when he stops that three count and they I, i'm always floored how they can get the timing of that stuff down so well on, on like in a live setting in a live format like that yeah because my sons are watching this with me and and both of my boys just started la- like they thought at first they thought it was the f- funniest thing to see like this guy stopping a referee from counting was was just so hysterical to them. Like you can do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I didn't know you could do that. (laughs) Why doesn't everybody. (laughs) And then like you said, like, like everything after that, like the, the time they gave that whole scene to breathe between the incredulous look on the referee's face, Sammy staring at Kevin, Kevin staring at Sammy. I mean, it was just, you know, Roman staring at everyone, you know, it was just like, it was so well done, but it is that moment of like, you can do that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then when, when Sammy finally, you know, d- delivers the I don't know why they call it the haluva. I, I think it's the hell yeah. of a good kick, but whatever. Um yeah, that's I mean, weird. when he nails that kick and and then Owens just slumps in his arms like, you know, Fredo. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I mean I mean that was phenomenal. I knew it acting. was you, Fredo. <laughs> <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was so well done. Yeah. But but to me the cherry on it was was not Zayn you know, Zane's character taking the credit. But when he looked at, at Uso and he's like, there you go. It's yours. Yes. You know, like, like that really added some depth to the story because now it's like, okay, he's mending the fence. He's trying to show where his allegiances are. And, and, and so I wasn't disappointed by the ending from a story perspective. I think I just went in with way elevated expectations on what I was going to yeah. see in the match Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking about – because people have to remember, I'm thinking about the Four Horsemen – you know, the 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 Road Warriors, Nikita Koloff, like, all these guys who started this thing, and, I mean, they had vicious wars in this... Well, it's in like this Foley And I'm thinking... In, in, I'm trying to project that, I think, too much yeah. on this. Well, it's this. like Mick
2: Foley said in his biography when he was talking about, you know, him and Sabu. They're like, people legitimately thought someone was going to die in the ring that night. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you you have to temper those expectations a little bit, sir, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. Like, not every... I mean, granted... Uh, rumor has it that rick flair was busted wide open watching this somewhere um and nobody even touched him because he just loves to bleed he's like a
0: spontaneous it, you know combusting drummer from spinal tap except he, he exactly. just actually you know he just like starts bleeding out of nowhere so he was wearing the
2: crimson mask it was a what is what is it a stigmata is it? it's like if you start bleeding like in a oh gosh <laughs> that's funny crazy that uh but what did, what did you end up giving this match sir, for i, I gave this
0: four stars i i felt this was a solid outing uh storyline wise it was very i i think i think if it had met the expectations i was coming in with you know from an action and you know high spots kind of perspective then i think i could have gone a full five on this one i think it also might wow. have generated the, the energy that may have been lacking a little bit but because I think so much of it centered on the story that was being told. I think that's what kind of brought, brought it down for me was it, it, it was a solid outing. Um, you know, we haven't talked a lot about it, but I think it was a good showcase of solo Sequoia. I, I think they can do a lot with him. Um, oh, yeah. I, I really Badass. see him being kind of a younger Samoa Joe kind of character where he's, oh, I re- see
2: him as Haku 2.0. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> <He's the>, terrifying. <laughs> the, the, the whole thing where, where, you know, Owens was, I figured if he was hitting him with a chair over the head or something else, but it, whatever he was doing and he just turned around and like, like the way they just, the way he know sold that. Oh yeah. was phenomenal, you know? And, yep. and that's where I really think, you know, when you use matches like that to, to, to build, you know credibility in, in, you know some of the up and coming talent. I think that's that's really why. So I, I gave it a four. I thought it was a solid outing. Um, you know the event overall, I I think was somewhere between a four or four or five. I didn't average my scores out, but but I mean it it, it was uh, you said it best. It was probably one of the best events I've seen in a long time. You know, it, it just top to bottom really really well done.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you don't have to have a ton of matches. You just have to have really solid matches all the way through. And lo and behold. It's a fun evening spent.
0: Absolutely. And another
2: thing. Well, sir, what do you have for and another thing? I've got to rush through this because I've got people in my home who are waiting for me to stop sh- uh, to keep my mouth shut. I've, so I was
0: going to say, are they giving you this thing i right now? speed through this one.
2: Um, <laughs> But what do you got for another thing? All right, mine'll be in under twenty seconds. Mine'll be
0: quick. Mine'll be quick. So uh, I'm I'm throwing out there the Walking Dead on AMC. It is not a a you know something that's off in the corner that you don't know about. It's it just wrapped its series finale uh, last Sunday. Um, uh, Eleven seasons, I think, in total, twelve seasons or so. And uh, no, just just you know through the years has just been a a solid uh, solid series. I, I know there's a lot of fans who really uh, were turned off when, when they introduced the Negan character. But if, if you know anything about the comics... Um, and, and kind of the stories that that backed, you know, what, what you saw throughout that I thought they actually did a phenomenal job telling those stories. Um, and actually, quite honestly, the Negan character as played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, really became one of the best, you know, redemption stories uh, that, that was told, um, and, and done in a very genuine and sincere way. So um, I, I would just say, if, if you haven't seen the series, um, you, you won't be disappointed. I mean, I've, I'm not a big zombie person. It's not why i watched the show i got into the show because of the stories because of the characters and you know similar to bsg you know there's a lot of really good character driven storytelling going on in it so if you haven't seen it do check it out it it is really well done and uh you will not be disappointed the walking dead
2: very nice sir
0: very nice and you sir what is yours uh well we're gonna go
2: in a different direction uh, i've been recommending a lot of highbrow <laughs> stuff lately and actually this is still kind of highbrow because oh well, we're going to the cost- barrel on this one <laughs> it's gonna cost you a few shekels but uh, uh my end another thing is wild turkey ri- uh, rare breed kentucky bourbon um and this one has come up a couple of times because uh, uncle tim was a uh, uh, uncle tim the man they called him i'm stealing my own gimmick my gosh yeah, what do you call him uh, I know you usually call yourself that, Uh, but uh, the man they called him was uh, enjoying a few glasses of this during our last episode, which might explain a few things. Uh, (laughs) But it is—it is actually one of my favorite. Uh, bourbons mm-hmm. and I think i if you go back far enough in our archives you will remember that i i was actually having a, a tot or two of this during an episode and i i was my comment I believe was like I just want a candle that smells like this it is such a mm. a wonderful smelling bourbon on the nose uh, a lovely taste it the remarkable thing is that it's uh so it is a a blended bourbon Using a combination of of barrels that are aged six, eight, and twelve years, which is no little thing. Those are some well aged bourbons, Mm -hmm. but it's undiluted directly from the uh, from the barrel. So you're getting bourbon that is, it is not watered down, is not diluted for taste or anything like that. Like it is exactly what you get out of the barrel, Um, and so it ends up being about 117 proof, Mm -hmm. which you know, uh, barrel proof. The funny thing is that's actually kind of on the weak side of barrel proof. Barrel proof is usually up around, I think the legal limit is like 125 proof for a barrel proof. Wow. Um, And usually most barrel proofs kind of hover above 120 to 125. So 117 is kind of weak sauce, but it's, oh my gosh, it's so good and such a well-rounded flavor profile. And um,
0: I had the rye version tonight and it's about 112 proof.
2: Oh, it's only 112. So oh, I mean, still, it's yeah. it's kind of funny how it, but it's it, it gives you a lot of flavor, but you still got to be careful because uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. that 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 wonderful flavor can be like, oh, and now I can't feel my feet. Yes. Um, you know given enough quantity uh you know that'll happen but uh I had a few uh tots of this uh uh on Thanksgiving day because turkey day wild turkey I mean it's unnatural and gobble, i gobble. was out of I was out of 101 so it, it was the only option really um you know logically speaking so uh but if you if you have a chance to uh, check it out it's a little bit more expensive it's around fifty dollars a bottle here in maine so you know whatever uh your price may vary but uh i would suggest giving it a try if you are so inclined
0: very nice very nice we 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 should all have a glass of this when uh, we have jimmy dice on to talk about the thron trilogy oh my gosh that episode would be like four hours long oh boy
2: it'd be rough buckle up i'm still i'm still up for it though anyways uh thank you all so much for tuning in it's about that time for us to uh pack up our traveling interweb show and and move on to the next digital town uh we so appreciate you uh bearing with us this entire time if you're a first-time listener and you made it to the end of this episode my god get yourself a drink on us seriously bless you (laughs) thank you so much um we don't talk about wrestling every week um well, actually, we kind of do it in a roundabout sort of way, but we'd, we'd appreciate it. If you have not subscribed, be sure to go to idiocy.com and you can find all of our episodes there. Uh, you can download them all right there. You can also subscribe to the Podbean app. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. We are on Pandora. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. Many other fine, fine, fine purveyors of podcasts. Just search for Free Range Idiocy. We're sure that you will find us. You can also find us on the social medias. We we are on facebook we are on instagram we are on youtube all of those are at free range edc we used to be on twitter but f twitter um and uh, that's all i'm gonna say because they locked us out and then elon took over and you know what eh, screw that guy anyways uh, if you have any questions thoughts concerns any ideas for a show things that you would like uh, for us to you know talk about and and have words flow from our mouth holes into the interwebs um as vile as that may sound now that i've said it <laughs> kind of turns my stomach, honestly. Oh, uh, send those ideas to Tim at FreeRangeIdiocy dot and we will uh, he will he will get back to you forth with uh, PDQ ASAP. I won't because, quite honestly, uh, this is we stuff. You have a mouse in your pocket? I well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wonder why I'm such a, in such a good mood. Oh, good Anyways, uh, I'm going to hand this show, uh, before things get too, my, uh, too more uh, sketchy, uh, I'm going to hand this over to the less idiotic of the two idiots who run this show. That would be the man they call Tim. But not before I ask the second most important question in all of human history. The first, of course. I mean, if you've been around us long enough, you know the most important question of all human history is what is hip the second of course would of course be the hell did we learn this episode
0: uh we've learned the following my friend Uh ah we have learned uh christmas story christmas uh looks like to be a fun outing Mm -hmm. fun outing with ralphie Scut farkas and the whole gang we'll see what happens hbo check it out Mm -hmm. uh we have learned uh saw guerrera uh, you know, he, 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 had a reason for the, for the lies, the deceptions, the every day, uh, he, he, oh, is... it.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> we,
0: we now know why he needed to get himself
2: a Borgullet, so just <laughs> needs someone to talk to that. He wasn't afraid he was going to double cross him.
0: He does not lie. Oh uh, yes. Uh, we have also learned, uh, WWE is in much better shape, uh, with triple h at the helm and it has been an absolute pleasure seeing the survivor series event really bringing the war games concept in was was phenomenal and it was uh, just top to bottom a phenomenal card uh however we have also learned that when there's a, a match that we both didn't like we will yammer on for 30 minutes about it
2: <laughs> oh my gosh i never saw that coming <laughs> all that time talking about ronda rousey
0: I, oh. I think we talked more about that match than we did the main event <laughs> we did <laughs> I feel dirty (laughs) Oh, Well, and finally, uh, ladies and gentlemen We we do appreciate uh, the the listens, the the listenership, and uh, the support Yes, Uh, indeed But as we like to close things out, be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another And, well, for no other reason than poor Uncle Todd's family needs to go to bed Would you please (laughs) hit the lights on the way out? (laughs)
1: It's like I the wrong week. Good drink. I beg your pardon. What did you say? Damn! <laughs> You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. <laughs> Get out and don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. So say we all. So say we all. All of you relaxed. This is a matter of inconvenient timing, that's all. Police action was inevitable. And as it happens, it's necessary. So let them fumble about outside and stay calm. This is simply the beginning. I thought I told all of you I want radio silence until further...
2: I'm very sorry, Hans. I didn't get that message. Maybe you should have put it on the bulletin board. I figured since I waxed Tony and Marco and his friend here, I figured you and Carl and Franco might be a little lonely, so I wanted to give you a call. How does he know
0: so much about this? This
1: is very kind of you. Unless you are our mysterious party crash. You are
2: most troublesome
1: for a security guard.
2: Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? Mm, these are very
1: bad for you. Who are you, then? Just a fly in the ointment, Hans. The monkey in the wrench. A pain in the ass.
2: Mm. <laughs> Wise man.
0: <laughs> Get Sammy. <laughs> yes, my tribal chief. I need a oh. Pepsi. <laughs> Why is yes, my tribal chief. Give me the Jimmy John special. Yes, my tribal chief.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that goes over with roman That was that was Brock Steele.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Brock did have it on his tights. Now get the hell out of here! <laughs>